begin the podcast people this is just a quick message for myself to thank you for your loyal and loving support i wouldn't be sitting in this couch if it wasn't with thookies but i must ask you to support me a wee bit more my patreon is available now for subscription i would ask you please for the bottom of your heart and your bank account come and support the man help me turn this into a full-time job i've been doing this a couple of years now and i really want to progress to the next level where i can make endless content i will always feature guest episodes on youtube so never fear that will always be available to anybody that wants to watch them but if you subscribe to the patreon you will get notified first before anybody of who that week's guest will be you also have the option to suggest what kind of guests you'd like to see on the program i'll also be doing a lot of bonus content if you remember the solo podcast where i sit on the patter lounger and i sit and impart my words of wisdom that is exclusive to the patreon so in order to access them you must be signed up to the patreon i'll also do extra bonus content for example reaction videos reaction videos to tunes rap battles to films to anything that you want to see remember when you are signed up to the patreon you have exclusive control you suggest the content you want to see what do you want to watch and i'll do my best to accommodate your requests i'll also be uploading behind the scenes footage to the patreon so how i set up for premeditated part what goes on off the camera that you see on youtube will be available on the patreon how much do you ask for this ask for a five and a month five pounds per month is the total that's all i ask of you and you will get this endless stream of bonus content the love you give will also be the love you get enjoy the podcast people <laughs> That's why I'm so good at the um, the hypnosis shows because I've, I come from a performing arts background. That's, really? Aye. So I used to do a lot of theatre. Oh, I, I did. Play guitar and piano and stuff as well. So oh, did you? Amazing. I was in a lot of kind of plays and musicals and stuff when I was younger. Before that's why the stage to me is natural because mm-hmm. you find there's a lot of hypnotherapists that will try and be stage hypnotists and I've just you just you just don't have it. Uh-huh. You know I mean, it's it's all showmanship and performance. A lot of it. Mm-hmm. I noticed that for yourself. I noticed that. When you were doing the C with, uh, I don't know who you call it, C when you had Abby, when uh, we were performing the wall and you were doing the drawing, the, the painting. You were, you were Mentalism. The, the colour, what is it called? Mentalism. Mentalism, so, when you were doing that, I noticed a part of that, I was, because, right, this isn't the same, right? I used to do a trick. I still do a trick in a, uh, well. Go on, show me. I'll show you, uh, I need to get a bit of paper. Like two I'll do it and I'll start to half out. Is this how the podcast? Have we started recording? Ah, I started recording. Is this, is this how uh, this is, how is this Is this the level of where we're, we're starting at? Hilarious. Hilarious. Go get me a bit of paper. <laughs> it's it's funny, but because people end up, people say, oh, I know how to do stuff like that, and they end up showing me magic tricks, and I'm like, my stuff's not magic tricks, it's, it's different, but I hope I'm going to be so impressed with this, I this will make my that. day. So I'm not trying try to make this out to be anything special, but... Listen, I was on a podcast the other week and they're like, they were calling it The Amazing Alex, so I was like, I've slowly been discovering as I've been doing these interviews over the past few weeks that everybody's just going to have a franchise off of what I do, so let's let's see let's see your talent. Yeah, let's, see, <laughs> let's see how I do it, right, so this is something, right, I learned this in school, 
it's a good trick to date people when you're steaming, so it gives you an idea, right? Right. I date people. <coughs> I used to go on, on mad benders and that a lot of the time. And right. Well, when you're two days deep in a bender, people are all paranoid. Obviously, because they've been up and sniffing Charlie and doing whatever else. Jesus. So I would like to perform this wee trick name because it was easy done. So was this created when you were half out your tree? No, somebody done it to me in school, but it kind of it came back to me when I was out my tree, and I'm like, right. here, fucking try this. This can be amazing. So count how many pieces of paper are there. And even if I know how this done, I won't reveal it uh, until you've well, done it. Because it'll ruin it. I'll give you your. <gasps> And then I'll tell you how it's done. Aye, aye right, you okay. can tell me how it's done. You can tell me. See, to be honest, man, I've told people how it's done. So it's 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 no it's no spectacular. It's not spectacular. I've got high expectations, right? Okay, six pieces of paper. Right, so there, I've got an iPad here and tap my paper. So I've got nothing else. I've got no no paper lying about. So six pieces of paper. <laughs> oh, right? Okay, what's going on here? Six pieces of paper back over here. Six six pieces of paper. Okay, we counted six. So I'm going to ask you three questions, right? Right. And you're going to think the answer. Right. So I'll ask you a question, you'll think the answer. And I'll write down what I think the answer is. And I'll scrunch it up and I'll put it down here. Yep. And then I'll ask you what the answer is. And you tell me. And I'll write it in the next bit of paper. And I'll put it here. Just so when it gets to the end, you kind of change answers. So we'll be going off your initial answer. Yep. Is, that, is that okay? Absolutely. Okay. And I've not to say how this is done yet, no? No yet. Well, uh, <laughs> do you know already? Aye. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, do you want me to still do it or just... No, I, I mean, show me. Alright, I'll show you, I'll show you. Let's, show let's me. Show the audience, let's just do it then. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Can you imagine I'm wrong, but that'd be embarrassing, wouldn't no, it? Career ending, career ending. Man, man, fuck it, I just need to just edit that shit out. Aye, yellow card. If this has made it to the edit, then he's guessed what it is. Aye. So, uh, think of any place in the world, thank you. It can be a country, it can be a city, it can be <laughs> No, a... No hints dropped. No, 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 don't look behind you, don't know, just shut your eyes and think, we need, this is the right, power okay. of imagination. Power of imagination, you sound like me, let's go, I like it, okay. Mm, I like it. I have to shut my eyes. Shut your eyes, open your eyes, however right, it's okay. comfortable for you to visualise this. Absolutely, uh, right. Mm-mm, aye, mm. So, if my answer here, I'll just stick that here. Before I'll put my answers down, you'll not be able to touch these until we've got the three. Sounds then good. That way, just there's no Tom Fuller going yep, about, yep, okay? Absolutely. So, uh, may I ask you your answer? My answer's here. For the, for the audience. <coughs> for the, the country I was thinking of Spain. Spain. Espanol. I like it. S P A I N. And no, I didn't put the heat known in here, so you would get hot and think of a hot country. Right, okay. Okay, okay. Okay, okay, right, right, right. We've got an answer for me and an answer for you, so let's go for the next one. Let's go for something a bit more unique. Why don't we think think of a name? Think of a name, any name. It can be a nickname, first name, second name. It can be the name of a TV show, just anything with some sort of name. Okay. We got it? Yep. We're locking it in, locking it in. Let's do it. Ah, I like it, I like it, I like it. I thought you might. Okay, here we go, we've got two there, that's my two answers. What was your answer? 5-0. I like it, I like this guest already, we're not even at, well, we're at the six minute mark, but... S- spell F-I-V-E-O-O. 
five euro. Oh, I like it. It's very Spanish. Okay, okay. Stick, so, him, stick him with the theme. Five o and we've got five o in Spain, right? Right. So they were quite. I would say they're quite hard. My brain. I've got a full podcast today. I'm, I'm my brain's feeling a wee bit, a wee bit extinguished. So yep. let, let's make the last one, next one a bit easier. Let's make it a, a 50 answer. Okay, okay go for it. Go. So think. Choose between two colours, right? Mm-hmm. Think of either. We'll go with the theme. Purple or orange? Think. Choose one or the other. Okay. Right. Right. Yep. Right. Mmm. Mm, I like it. Mmm. What'd you go for that? Purple. So here we have purple. Five o in Spain. That is Z. One, two, and three. Yep. I feel with the last one. I feel you might have danced between two. Absolutely, because there was only two options. Ah, yeah, it was two. So I feel that sometimes <laughs> I can. I like to ask people to settle in the first one they think of, and sometimes yep. it's. I can understand this choice between that and the other, and you're absolutely. So the last one I may have got incorrect, but let's see. There we go. Okay. The answers. There you go. Open them up. See if I got. Two out of three. Two out of three in bed. I'll never be a singer. Although, someday, I'll talk about that in a minute. Right. Reveal. You'll be close to the camera to reveal it. Reveal. This is the first one. What does that say? Five E-O. Five E-O. Let's go. Can you read that? Uh, It's scrunched up. You should have folded it. Ah. You got it? What about there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's clearer. Uh, sorry, go. listen, take my word for it. Take I my word for it. it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Right, next one, reveal. Reveal is orange. Mm. I did say, I, obviously, I was trying to, the brain was extinguished. No, I mean, it was two. That is the hard question, believe it or not. Yep. So we've got one more. We have one more. Yep, yep. Let's open it up. Let's see it. Would you believe that... Spain. Ah, there you go. That's the heating. That's the heating turned right up. That's man. the heating up. That's what happens. When you get your lucky bills tight, man. But well done. You, so, uh, well done. Let me guess. I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume that you're really stumped and you think I've, I'm going to do you a job. Is that oh, right? Oh, I think your next level theatre tour. Here it comes. <laughs> did you figure it out though? I knew it straight away. Oh, did you? I knew it straight away. So, you want me to just give it completely away, or just tell you in terms that you know that I know? Right, I do that term because I might I like doing it to people, I like freaking right. people. I don't want to give my trick away. So your last question is your first answer, and the rest of it is a delayed response whereby you're getting the answers from the person without them realising in a manipulation. Does yeah, that make sense? Yeah, yeah. How, how did there you, you figure that out right away? Have you done that before? Is that like pure basics, that one? Ah, it's something you can find off YouTube. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm saying that. I learned that in school. I Did thought, you? I know, somebody done that to Do you me. know, it's funny you say that because actually the demonstration I seen of that was a school teacher. Was it? And right? she was doing it with the kids telling a story. Right. Very impressive. Very, really good learning tool, actually. Really Aye. good learning tool. I've well, seen that. It, it makes sense how she, like, she was doing it to children because it's something I could date to children. They'd be like, what? He's psychic, but see, I'm saying children in mad weight cunts. They're, they're, they're the, the best audience for it. No, somebody that's a, like a skilled hypnotist like yourself. Can I can I give you one thing to improve that? Right. So see your last question of your first answer. Mm-hmm. You obviously have two options, so it's a 50-50. Uh-huh. Make it a double-ender so that no matter what it picks, your result is right. 
In term, what do you mean double ender? Like you could do eighteen or eighty one. So no matter what they pick, it's going to be your magician's choice for it. So what do you mean eighteen or eighty one? So also it just you, depends if like eighty one. It depends what way you wrote it. It was flipped in. Aye, can aye. Some not not as, as easy as that. But that, there's words and stuff like that that you can flip and stuff like that 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 right, make it. Right, I see. That it, so that, so can, then depending on the way you open up and present it. Right, I see. I like that. I like that. I'm glad I showed it to you. That's it. Help me brush up because the last one was always pure. That's see. That's what I'm talking about. See that I obviously put the act in it. Oh, I'm a bit extinguished. See. Oh, I'm, absolutely. I'm chop this shit. I'm not letting these cuts know my. Thing, I, w- I wonder how my acting was for being surprised. <laughs> it, was, it was really good. It was really good. I thought I had you there, man. Oh, you'd almost, almost. Let me stop you right there, pal. Hate to interrupt, but you need to shut your mouth right now and let the big man get yapping. This is a short message for your sponsors, Ross Harper Solicitors. Are you needing criminal representation in court? Do you feel that you and your lawyer? don't have the relationship that you think you need for him or her today the job that they need to get you off I've got just the man for you Nigel Scullion at Ross Harper Solicitors is a true embodiment of what it means to be a good lawyer and I'm not just talking about in the courtroom Nigel seeks to develop a personal relationship with his clients he wants to keep you at the courtroom he's not just wanting to fill his pockets he wants to get you in get you out and set you on a path of freedom. Nigel has got his clientele at his heart. But don't get me wrong, in the courtroom he is a stallion. He will fight tooth and nail to keep you from going up to the big boy house. Or the big girl house. Or the big them house. I've known Nigel a couple of months and I've developed a personal relationship with him. He's very relatable. I've met a good few lawyers in my time. Nigel's young and he's feisty and he's ferocious. But he's a friendly guy. Any support you need outside the courtroom, he will provide it for you. And Nigel's the kind of guy that will offer you the kind of support that doesn't need a legal aid certificate signed after it. He's a great guy and an even better lawyer. He comes for a long line of good lawyers. This man has got criminal defence in his genes. Just think about it. Do you want to go to jail or do you want to go home? And if you've not got a home, Nigel's the kind of man that will help you find the correct support services you need because his work goes far beyond the realms of inside the courtroom. This is a guy that cares about his clients and he sees them as more than clients. He sees them as people. These people that have for whatever reason, they've ended up in a maybe a wee dark point in their life. He seeks to get them out of it and keep them out of it. So look no further than Nigel Scullion at Ross Harper Solicitors to support you and your needs in staying out the jail. 0800 11 12 13 is the contact number. If you want to get them online, it's www.rossharper.com. You can direct message him on Instagram at Ross Harper Scotland. TikTok at Ross Harper 61. And you can find him on Facebook at Ross Harper. To sum Nigel Scullion up in a short sentence, he's old school with a new energy. Check them out, people. Ross Harper solicitors. But in the meantime, enjoy the podcast. But uh, obviously, it's, it's amazing to have you on the podcast, Fraser. Pleasure to be here. Know, Fraser Penman, the world's most unique hypnotist. Woo! But for an audience that might not know you, in order for us to gain an insight into Absolutely. the type of person you are and what life experiences shaped you into the person the other day, can you tell me what life was like in the beginning for you, what it was like growing up? So, uh, to officially introduce myself, my name is Fraser, or better known as the world's most unique hypnotist. I am a certified clinical hypnotherapist 
stage hypnotist and mentalist. And as of recently, been quoted Scotland's answer to Darren Brown. So stick that in your arse, Darren Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Get it right up, you Darren. <laughs> right up, you Darren. <laughs> um, sorry, what was your question? So what was life like growing up for you? Life growing up for me was interesting, different. Um, home life was fantastic. I had a really amazing family and yeah, growing up was lovely. However, school for me was horrible. You know, kids can be cruel and being albino, albino, albinism, snowman, whatever you want to call it, kids were cruel. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah, I had I had a really bad time. Um, growing up from about the age of eight is my first memory of it. Um, I remember walking home and getting rocks thrown at me by a couple of kids and then phones just started to come along, getting hate mail texts, sitting in the playground yourself, people singing songs about you and then when I kind of got to about the age of kind of 12 and 13 when you kind of became independent and I remember... Friday night skating was the big thing and for the couple of friends that I had that's where we wanted to go and the friends I had weren't within school it was kind of around the area that I lived in uh-huh. um, because again there's not that pressure environment um, of kind of following this herd mentality of what everybody else is saying so when I was 12, 13 had a bit of independence wanted to go Friday night skating, but even when I used to get on the bus, even strangers, adults, teenagers, older boys, or what it felt at the time as older people, would come and look at me and say, your eyes look like a vampire, or why are you so pale? I remember going to a concert and somebody threw a drink over my face because they thought I had talcum powder on my face. It was just, it was a really, really bad time. And from, I think it was about 13 or 14, I remember getting jumped off a group of about 15 boys at a bridge and at that point it was just that I've had enough I want to fit in so from about the age of 14 I dyed all my hair wore makeup and wore fake tan and would not leave the house at all wouldn't just would not leave the house at all from being scared of either getting jumped again or just sticking out I just wanted to walk down the street invisible so that aspect of things growing up sucked however I had such the most supporting family in the world but it doesn't matter how good your network is around you if you hear things now all of your parents no matter who you live with will tell you you're beautiful because you're the son and that's mm-hmm. that's their job and they want to encourage you but when you hear the complete opposite from so many more people your thought process begins to believe you're just saying that because you love me, Uh you know? And it doesn't matter. Even going through, growing up and going through college, I I stuck with this uh, fake tan makeup, dark haired life. And it got to the point where I was losing a lot of weight. It got to, um, I think I lost something like seven stone in almost a year. I went from like 18, 18 and a half stone to like 12 stone from a 38 waist to a 28 waist and I was probably in the best shape in my life but I was very unhappy it got to the point where I got obsessive with it I was drinking like you know you get um, like a cup of vegetable soup from like the bakery or something Uh that would be like my only meal plus a banana and I was working out every day I got obsessed with it Mm -hmm. absolutely obsessed with it and anyway so I continued on 
it went into further education to university and I was working as a nurse. I'd always done martial arts growing up with my brother, but he runs his own business, but I was part of that business for a while and then I wanted to go down the route of having more routine to my life because, as I know now, running a business, it just that consumes you, it yeah, becomes your life. And I wasn't ready for it at that point. This is maybe... 18, 19, 20. So still young. So I went back and um, got a job as an early years education teacher, as a nursery teacher, basically. And that was my path, working four days a week and then doing a working degree as a graduate. I wanted to go into primary school teaching. And the reason I wanted to go into primary school teaching was because when I was at school and having my bad memories and times, I always wanted to make a difference to somebody I wanted I guess I wanted to fill that void in my life that was still very much open because when I got counseling and seen psychologists when I was younger I just couldn't relate there was something missing and I don't know if it was the the age thing or I could just tell you've never been bullied a day in your life mm-hmm. I just thought it's count to 10 and colouring in yellow for how I'm feeling just wasn't cutting it for me mm-hmm. so I, growing up I always thought I want to make a difference to somebody somebody else's life at that age group so that's why I went into education but I had recently just moved out into my first flat and I was absolutely skint as we all are when we first move out and I remember at university doing this presentation called what does education mean to you and in the same week only the age 23 um, I get diagnosed with dyslexia. Now, I'd always struggled being having albinism and a, a visual impairment. You have dyslexic tendencies, but I'd never really officially been diagnosed. I remember being tested for it when I was younger, and they said I had tendencies, but nobody ever diagnosed it. And then I went for this four-hour assessment. Turns out, pff, quite highly dyslexic. <laughs> um, so anyway, I was studying university and doing this presentation, and then I just had this surreal moment of thinking that I'm just living my whole life is an absolute lie. Just the fakest, uh, the fakest person, the fakest smile. I mean, you'd come across me and I'd be wearing the, the tightest muscle fit top and thinking I looked like something at a love island, but I was so miserable underneath. Um, couldn't hold down a relationship because you look amazing on a night out or what I thought looked amazing on a night out and then it comes to the reality of Monday morning and I'm not wearing the fake tan or the roots are coming through and the the person that fell in love with you was the person they met in the night out so how could you ever believe anybody that they love you because you don't look like that you look like that and they say oh I don't bother if you're wearing that but I couldn't ever believe it in my heart Mm -hmm. so I ended up pushing people away I could never hold down a steady relationship drinking far too much and then it just came to the point where I was just so unhappy with myself I'd finished off my last relationship um, was skin couldn't go out anymore because I had this new flat and it just came to the point where I didn't want to be here anymore now this thought of suicide had always been creeping around my mind since about the age of 12 just from little things picking through and I remember for all those years because people always said to me did, did you just wake up and decide and I was like no it was probably about a 10 to 13 year process for me of it just grinding in the back of your mind and I never dealt with it I never spoke to anyone I never dealt with it you just got on with it and it just it always used to bother me um, 
And what I try and do is try and compare myself to other people and their lifestyles and their happiness and try and duplicate it in a sense and always fall short. Mm-hmm. Always fall short, which is just, again, more negativity, more negativity. And uh, so, yeah, came to the point where I'd been thinking about it for a while and I never thought I'd do anything because I, I didn't want to leave behind that destruction and loss because no mother or father should ever lose their, their son or daughter. Um, but what happened was the pain just became too much and I just decided that in three days' time I'm going to drink a bottle of vodka, put a plastic bag over my head and suffocate myself. And I was so... I, I'd, I'd researched it, I'd watched it on YouTube, I'd spoke to people who knew people that had been committed suicide and slyly asked how they'd done it and came up with this whole plan, wrote it down and everything. Um, and I remember telling my mum not to stop me. And I can't imagine how devastating that must have felt mm-hmm. for your child who you have experienced all these challenges with him and been in his corner since the day he was born and gave up multiple things like when I was in drama class, my mum used to physically type out the whole script in large print because the theatre company couldn't do it. All those hours of investment and pleading with the school to get things enlarged and support teachers and just for me then to grow up and not be happy with what she produced and want to end my life and for her not to have her youngest son anymore must have been absolutely tragic. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of people, as I've been getting interviewed over the last few weeks, have asked me, do you think telling your mum was a cry for help? And at the time, I would have said no. It was my insurance policy to make sure she wouldn't stop me or phone the police and get me arrested. But now I can absolutely see it probably was. Absolutely was a cry for help. And, yeah. So, leading up to it, I think I spoke to my brother who as a personal trainer and runs his own martial arts company and I remember him saying to me I don't think you're depressed um, like what's wrong why are you so unhappy and I just remember kind of breaking down and speaking to him about how it got to this point I remember being a little bit angry actually like who are you to tell me I'm not depressed mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. because but everybody else at that point had model coddled you and kind of tiptoed around me and like talk to us when you need to and all that and you know I'm here for you whether she's just like come on you can fix you you know um anyway so I remember speaking to him and he was really supportive by the end of the call I don't want MD thinking that it was just like depression doesn't exist that it's not what it was like he just knew what would work for me um and I remember speaking to him and saying ah I'd love to become a hypnotist because I've been always fascinated with Darren Brown and I'd been reading about it months leading up to it um, and how it works in the neuroscience and the psychology and I'd I'd done a little bit of hypnosis and stuff in the the pub with my friends and whatnot and uh, he says, well, why don't you? I just moved out, skint, don't have money, don't even know, I'm not even qualified, I don't properly know how to do it. Um, And he says, do it. And I said, well, what if it doesn't happen in two years? Do it for four years. If it doesn't happen for do it for six years. He says, if you do something long enough, it will work. He says, what you're doing right now is you're focusing on the 100 gazillion reasons why not to. And he says, you're completely ignoring the one reason as to why you should. 
and that's your happiness. You know? Mm-hmm. So I took that and that was my motivation, my happiness. Like what what can I do with that? What does that mean? Now I know all hypnosis is self hypnosis, so I thought, let's give this a go. Let's 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 try this. So that night I just before I went to my bed, I gave myself one suggestion and I'd done just a a progressive muscle relaxation induction for myself, for anybody that does any meditation or anything. Um, for those who don't, it's just basically counting down in your head to relax yourself. And I gave myself one suggestion and that was, you are enough. You are enough. One simple suggestion. Which, to anybody watching this, what's the big deal in that? But you need to understand that in my head, for being bullied for something that was completely out of my control, for being bullied for just being born, for having the condition that I have, that wasn't in my control. So to tell myself that I was enough, because for years I felt that I wasn't, was huge. But anyway, I went to sleep that night, didn't think much of it. The next day, woke up and just had this absolute urge to shave off all my hair, bin all my fake tan and bin all my makeup, which I could not even leave the front door for over over 10 years without wearing fake tan, makeup or dyeing my hair. And I remember that day, I went to the supermarket that, that kind of afternoon and I bought bread and I remember thinking, I'm walking in here like a big albino and I don't give a fuck. And don't get me wrong, it wasn't all roses after that. The the paranoia of are people looking at me I had to fight with it but I now had this new toolkit this new inspiration of I'm going to achieve what I want to achieve it was just it was honestly I always say hypnosis saved my life and I'm not saying it's the be all and end all I'm just saying it's another tool for your toolkit but for me it worked and I wouldn't be here or done half the things I've done without it and from there I went on say went back to work took myself back off the sick and saved up £3,500 of my own money, which, by the way, took ages because I was paying my bills for my own flat. Mm-hmm. Um, studied for two years on top of a full-time job to get my diploma. Started practising. Um, got offered to do my first show for free for my brother for his awards night. That went really well. And here we are five years later. I've been over to America to present at conferences. Got my first theatre tour. Selling out the Edinburgh Fringe for 13 nights. And... Uh, yeah, couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier. And worked with all you guys, influencers. I know, I know. Mental. Um, first hand, man. And and it really does sound like a an underdog story. And I it is, but I I always say to people, I've got I've got all this shit wrong with me. And I'm doing something so you can do it. You know, if I've got all these barriers and you're sitting here looking like an absolute model, just using yourself. Thank you, mate. You can do it. <laughs> and, I, and I hope people take that with a pinch of salt. Don't don't sit here and feel sorry for me. Don't sit here and say it's a shame what you went through. Feel energised and being like, he has more barriers than what I do. So let's let, let that encourage you and be that push that you needed. And see if you're unfortunately worse off or <laughs> I don't know what you consider worse off now. Take it as motivation to say he's got an amazing story, but I want to create my own. Uh-huh. 
That's exactly it. It's a, it's a beautiful and really inspirational story. Thank you so much. The first time you told it, and see now you're telling me, I feel myself getting a bit emotional, and I don't get emotional. Well, just... this has been my thing for 2023. I used to hate talking about being albino. I used to hate talking about, because I spent so long hiding my visual impairment, trying to fit in, so talking about it, and I, I don't know if you've noticed it, it's, it's still... I'm still working on talking about it. It's different when I set like this and it's I know it's coming up. But see when you're in a room full of people and I eventually want to use my platform to get into keynote speaking and motivational speaking. Mm -hmm. So I'm now these doing all these interviews and press stuff is amazing because it's given me such new experiences to connect with people and share my story to audiences that I would never have had an opportunity to share it with before. But practice talking about me. Because I don't know, have you ever sat and actually spoke about yourself? It's it's really hard. Uh, it's different, see, for the likes of myself. I'm usually in a setting where I'm asking the questions as such and I'm focusing on the guests. But recently I've, I've been doing podcasts and somebody's like, ah, right, just take his back and you're like, ah, of it. Right, you're putting it on Honestly, I, I challenge anybody to sit there and do, it's almost like when you do it at school, remember you do a personal talk. Uh -huh. uh, do five minutes of self-reflection and talk to yourself. You, It just feels horrible. Now, do that with, with a bit of trouble. I'm thrown in, Jesus. <laughs> what's, what's going on? You find the more you tell it, though, the more... Because even you're talking about, like, for instance, a point in your story where you said where a few people kind of pointed out to you when you phoned your mum before you yep. commit suicide that it was possibly a cry for help. Do you think speaking it as you're telling the story, as the more you tell it, the more you kind of understand what Absolutely. Your, your, your thought process at certain periods in your life? Yep. Um... I think that's that, that's probably the most difficult part to tell. I, I sometimes even when I'm telling it well up and I, tr I try not to, and even it doesn't matter how many times I've told it, 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 it's emotional and it's difficult, but you're right, at the time, I, I had no idea. I'd, honestly, I just wasn't thinking straight. I had no idea what I was doing, but reflecting on it, that absolutely was a cry for help because mm -hmm. now, now being a therapist myself and being qualified and... Uh, knowing a lot more about the brain and your thought process and the neuroscience and, and mental health as a, as a whole, uh, statistically, um, people that commit suicide don't, uh, they do it off very quietly. They don't tell anyone. Mm. Um, and this is a little bit off topic, but as far as with the mental health thing, when I'm doing mentalism performances, like we done something with that key in belief uh -huh. and it's outstanding some of the things that happen and the connections we can build with people but I'm now actively trying to relate my story so it'd be like a one in five chance for the key is actually of men between the ages of 18 to 30 one in five men think about suicide or that and I want to connect an audience onto a bigger level not just entertain but deliver home a message and that's why every show I talk a little bit about my story and a little bit about my background so that to spread awareness for mental health because totally. I'd like to think that I'm maybe one of the success stories or happier stories that mm -hmm. you hear from it um, and what better way to use your platform than for positive especially when you look like Olaf like me and just kind of sticking at the crowd <laughs> you know so um, yeah, but no, I, I, reflecting on it, it's absolutely, it absolutely was a cry for help. And it's great when you talk about, like, when we talk about the key in the hole uh, scenario, what we've done there. The what in the hole? 
can I can I just um, let the podcast know just now that the key is not an innuendo for uh, anybody. Key is not a name. I know, it key, sounds, sounds worse if we say it's an inanimate object. Like, what have you been sticking the key in? Podcast has sort of went south. Goodbye, corporate work. There was cameras, there was no dodginess. But so when we talk about like when we were doing that exercise as well, but see when you actually talk about one in five men between the ages that they think about suicide that is a great way to get that message across absolutely it, it it does get spoken about but it doesn't get spoken about enough and with the way you do like you're showing that kind of stuff like people are engrossed like see like yep. maybe somebody's doing a stand up or somebody's playing music there's chances where people will get distracted in that and talk yep. where like, hypnotist show or the mentalism side of things you're watching because either you're intrigued or you're critical you're trying to figure out, right, what's happening here, I want to see is I love this, yeah. And the good thing about, so I got a mass, I get a lot of my inspiration from Darren Brown. Mm-hmm. And what sets Darren Brown apart from other mentalists and hypnotists and psychological illusionists is his ability to grab an audience, his showmanship, his misdirection, it's, it's on another level. Mm-hmm. And I have never seen anybody take that approach to what he's doing since Darren Brown. Now, of course, you have some amazing mentalists out there, but I wanted to... So my passion is to take an old-age art and put a modern twist on it. Mm -hmm. Now, typically, hypnotists are of older males swinging watches and whatnot, you know? I want to be rocking on with my three-piece suit and my Converse and bring a whole different light to it and not doing the cringy things and doing things that are so relatable and making it cool again i remember doing a post the other day and writing i want to make hypnosis cool and that's getting the influencers getting the celebrities bringing a whole modern twist to it and with the mentalism i it it takes me ages right people think i just rock up and do this stuff right it's it's not at all um yes i have some abilities and gifts which i'm very thankful for but a lot of hard work goes into this mm-hmm. stuff. I might learn something or I might know the framework as to how something is done and it'll take me four to five months. It took me a year and a half to write my show. Really? A year and a half to see, write my I show. See, I can believe that though because see, as much as it looks like, if, would see your show, see what we done with the, the influencers, was that your kind of basic show? Is that what you do in a show? Nope. Or, did, or was that different? Uh, the similar stuff to it, but everything you seen on that influencer thing had been performed live for the very first time. Right, so we were kind of like privileged to see that. Was that you were like, the monkeys, literally. Ah, I like it. Like, <laughs> you know, listen, I've got a theatre tour coming up. It can't be going wrong in the theatre tour. Oh, no, definitely. <laughs> well, if it goes in like it went that day, it uh, will be going smashing. It was, aye, it was absolutely brilliant. But again, you can then take... Uh, I love it because you came to that and you've seen the results of things. And then you can come see something similar to that again. It'll be a completely different result mm-hmm. because you'll be like, "Oh, he's not a magician. It's not the same result. It's never the same result uh-huh. ever." Because everybody has different thoughts. Everybody has different thought processes, and it takes so long for me. So, for those of you who don't know what a mentalist is, a mentalist is somebody who aims to make a connection with your subconscious mind on a level that you won't understand to try and persuade you and influence you in a way that your conscious mind wouldn't understand. So, for example, sharing stories and communication with you on a different level 
that you start to question the stories you're telling yourself and how you interpret that. So okay. not the stories I'm telling you, but the stories you're telling yourself. And then from then what happens is we create these predictable behavioural patterns and that's how I can get my information to create these amazing moments. Okay. Okay, so see, for example, when we talk about mentalism, would we, if you're already with me talking about this, Absolutely. I can this out. when we talk about the exercise you done with Abby, where it was uh, you were matching the colours, mm-hmm. would, that would be classed as mentalism? Yep, yep. Okay, okay. So see, you said it was hypnotism was the thing that first interested you, but it was like, at what point did, is mentalism and hypnotism, are they kind of like co-partnership, or did you no. interest one that led uh, to the they're, they're miles apart. So a lot of hypnotists come in as, they are they are magicians and then they go into hypnosis. Right. Okay. I can't shuffle a deck of cards. Okay. I'm not a magician. I don't know any magician secrets. I'm not in any magic circles or anything like that. Just not a magician, mm-hmm. not a magician at all. Um, so I've always been hypnotist first. Mentalism came about because when you first start off doing your hypnosis shows, you're not doing the 500 seaters. You don't have the amazing light and the tech team behind you. You're not getting the big pain shows. Um, and it's hard to get people up on stage. I know a lot of people think that I pick people. I don't. I ask for volunteers. I always have. I'll never use actors or stooges. That's not what I do. Um, so my show is just as organic to the core as it can get and if nobody volunteers I don't have a show so what I started doing was mentalism and you can see how creating these moments of getting inside people's minds and coming up with these amazing predictions that you just would have no idea how I can do it and connecting with you on a level at the very start of a show people's mouths are dropping and they're thinking, well, if he can do that, he can definitely hypnotise me. So when it comes to me asking for volunteers, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. You have people coming up wanting to volunteer. Mm-hmm. And then just as it came to it, it just grew arms and legs. And then you you practice these things, you discover more about it. Um, I really, I love, the, the thing they do with the colours is very close to tele, tele uh, what's the word? I'm so dyslexic, isn't it? Telekinesis very similar to that so I can do another thing where I could sit you in a chair and you in a chair blindfold you both tap you on the shoulder and both of you would feel it really? yeah and that's very similar to what I was doing with Abby with the colours I'm all about getting on Abby's brainwave patterns and you'll notice when I'm speaking to her I'm asking her about memories and thoughts and from the way people answer these things because communication is made up of body language tone and it's actually only seven percent of words yep so the rest of her communication is all giving me thoughts and feelings and i'm just going off my instinct so that's why sometimes you'll see me pick up something and change my mind Uh, don't always get it right but i'm getting better at it as it goes along Mm -hmm. see See for the likes of when we're talking about this and it's all going off like people's uh, like vibes pretty much their thoughts and their, their answers. See, do you believe anybody could like if they train hard enough day, or do you think it takes a certain type of person to be able to study this and become like, as skilled as you? <coughs> so <sighs> it's okay, mate. If you want to blow your trumpet, uh, be my guest. No, no, not at all, not at all. I don't believe I'm any better than anybody else. What I do believe though is. Obviously, being visually impaired, one of my senses are impaired. 
Okay. Now, there was a fantastic neurobiologist. I can't remember the life of her name, but she came up with this, and you can Google this. It's absolutely real. She came up with this theory called the plastic fantastic brain phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And what that basically means is that when one of your senses is impaired, another one of your senses is heightened. Okay. So I, for since a very, very young age, you could be sitting in the next room having a quiet conversation and I could be in here playing the PlayStation and I could come in and tell you what you've just spoke about. Really? Yep. I just, my senses just seem to be very heightened. And I found as I've got older, my ability to connect with people and just, like, I used to have, I'm not, I don't believe I'm psychic. I'm, I'm not even too sure if I believe in psychics myself. I'm not here to convince you yes or convince you no, but I used to have these visions and thoughts of people saying a certain sentence or a certain song coming on and the next day would happen or in some different formats so i don't know i believe that my ability to be able to connect with somebody is very very special however i need to learn how to people profile so a lot of the time especially with mentalism i'm looking for microfilament movements in your eyes or the way you move the hand or your leg or your tone or your pitch these are all ways where I'm getting information from you, which makes sense when you say that only 7% of communication is made up by words and the rest is all tone, body language, all that stuff. So the short answer is yes, anybody can do it because there is no, don't get me wrong, people will sell you stage hypnosis courses, but there's no qualification Mm -hmm. to become a stage hypnotist or mentalist. It takes a lot of practice, a lot of will and a lot of creativity. And it's how you, the difference between a good performer and a fantastic performer is how you build the story. How can people relate to it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what Darren Brown does so well, and that's what I'm trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Aye, and you do it really well, see the Thank fact you. you touch on your own story, because yep. uh, I, I believe you told me first a lot to, a lot of it was to do with like, the person being hypnotised needed to have like, a certain level of trust, mm-hmm. and then I felt when you told your story and that kind of thing, it made people feel at ease. You can relate to it, yeah, uh-huh. you know that I'm not going to... journey. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not an X-rated hypnotist, and I never will be, because as well as entertainment, I have a passion of doing corporate and keynote speaking and sharing my story and 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 sharing the difference a positive mindset can have and what you can achieve for it not only by sharing my story i found there was a massive gap in the market for motivational speakers not in the sense of people not achieving great things but what you would do is you would find out or, or attend these conferences where people would speak about their amazing achievements and what it would leave me, I can't speak obviously for everybody else, but I'd feel a little bit degraded in myself thinking, oh my goodness, they're amazing. But how does that help me? They've not told me anything that's going to help me. They've told me about what they've done in their journey to get to where they are. So I created a presentation called Mindset for Success. That's copyrighted for anybody that wants to see that. Um, It's called Mindset for Success. And I take three simple psychological techniques and apply it into business to help companies achieve whether it be for profit health and well-being or their goals or anything like that at all and people can apply it in their personal life as well as their business life and i actually give everybody a self-help toolkit to take away so that after the presentation you don't need me you have the tools to be able to start changing your own mindset for yourself so that everybody can go away and hear my story and feel inspired and then they then see what I'm talking about because I literally get people up on stage and hypnotise them at the end to show that a thought creates a feeling and a feeling creates a behaviour. So for example, 
if you think that your arm's stiff and rigid, then you will start to feel stiff and rigid and you will believe it, so therefore your body reacts to it, right? Mm -hmm. That's no different from you at the start of the year in business. Everybody says, I'm going to make this amount of money this year, right? Whether you're in business or not, we all say, I'm going to make this amount of money this year. So if you're in sales, once you, say you said, I'm going to make 40,000 this year. So say you have... An all right first half of the year, you've made 20,000, second half 10,000, and then you have a really good third trimester, you make that last bit of money up to, for, to make your 40,000. For that last period of the trimester of the financial year, you start to see the friends, your colleagues, you don't really start to try anymore because you've made your goal. But you have the ability to do so much more. Mm -hmm. So what happens if that person with the ability to make 80,000 comes in with that 80,000k attitude? They're not only going to do better for themselves and be more switched on and productive, it's also going to be beneficial to the boss and the big CEOs and the company in general. Everybody wins. Productivity goes up and the person's mood and want and mental stimulation goes up and all the rest of it. So that's because as soon as people hear hypnosis is part of one of the tools for corporate, they all go, bums start to pucker, you know. But when you start to explain it, well, how often do you tell your colleagues to think like the customer? Get into the mind of the customer. Do you set Do you set goals? Do you set smart goals? Yeah, you you eliminate destruction and want things to be obtainable, reachable, time consuming. So you want to you want to take away all these other exteriors to make sure you focus and achieve your goal. Well, what's hypnosis? Focus and concentration, eliminating distraction. We're doing these things all the time. NLP, visualization. All businesses use this. So as well as the entertainment side. I want to deliver that message across and start doing work like that. And then after seeing that presentation, they can then go home um, with some techniques that I've showed them to start applying it in their own life without me. Because a lot of these people or a lot of these trainers you get in, you need to get them in two, three, four times different parts of the year. Come get me in once. Come get me in once. And what I'd really like to do is... For people who have been off long-term sick, like myself, when you come back to work, you get handed a leaflet, or you maybe get four counselling sessions if you're lucky. People aren't trained or equipped how to deal with mental health now. I would love to work on a consultancy business, on a consultancy basis with a business, to create a health and wellbeing program for people being off long-term sick, so that on their phased return to work they can maybe get two months worth of free hypnotherapy one-to-one. -one. And that hypnotherapist is maybe is in there two to three days a week. Say it's a big company of 200 employees. I would like to, of those two days, that everybody gets one hour of health and well-being. So they all come to me, team by team, for an hour's meditation. Might be So team one's on a Tuesday, team two's on a Friday or something like that. And that just gives people a break from that constant pressure of target sailing and meeting these goals. It can be there time to relax, their fun hour, or oh, this is the time we really look forward to, spending with Fraser just to completely switch off. It's like some companies offer massages. You wouldn't believe the difference it will make to people's work ethic when you give them a wee bit of a break. And then obviously people returning from work, you can spend time with them privately doing hypnotherapy one-to-one -one so that they're ready to return to work. Because when COVID hit, I discovered that my diary was going off the rocket because people couldn't adjust from being so busy to do nothing mm -hmm. but then people couldn't adjust from doing nothing to going back to being busy again after covid and i thought my goodness this must and i experienced it myself when i was off long-term sick with my mental health i thought there's nothing you just get flung back in there's uh -huh. there's no there, and i've spoke to ceos now and the C ceos now of businesses and they say you're right it's 
we're not equipped to handle this. We get given a leaflet, contact the CAMS team or contact employee support. You'll, you'll get some counselling. And I've been through the counselling. It's not, not taking anything away from counsellors, but it wasn't for me. And I'm not saying hypnotherapy is the way forward either, but I could assist in some way, shape or form. So you touched on hypnotherapy there, and what people don't know, you're a qualified hypnotherapist. I am, yeah. I've got a cl- clinical diploma in, uh, and certified as a clinical hypnotherapist. And between that, there's lots of different things like cognitive behavioural therapy, psychodynamic analysis, sports enhanced development. There's So I'm not as dumb as I look. <laughs> right. So at what point during your journey was uh, attracted you to the field of hypnotherapy? Well, to start with... Because uh, I, I started from the stage stuff, I started in the stage uh, hypnosis, and I was convinced in my head that because I had no qualification or nothing backing me, nobody would believe I could hypnotise anybody. So to b- begin with, it was to give myself some legitimacy. Legitimacy, to be honest. Well, I've got a diploma. Mm-hmm. I mean, long time to study for a bit of legitimacy, but in my head, that's what it was. Uh-huh. But as I done more of the diploma and started to work with clients the buzz I would get from doing stage hypnosis or street hypnosis to helping somebody just sometimes the emotion of relief to helping people become the best version of themselves is absolutely magical and that related back to what I wanted to do as a wee boy was to change one person's life Um, and yeah still doing it now even though I'm busy with the stage stuff I'm still doing it now and I always say to everybody that even if you can't afford therapy or anything, reach out to a message. I'm never going to not answer somebody's message. Well, unless you're a cock, then you're <laughs> block. Unless you're literally a cock, so unless... send you a dick pic, just don't. Aye, aye. No Especially one of the big hook ones. Of... Oh, I thought this guy will block you in advance. You'll see it coming. Nah, right? nah, it's a no. Ravey Davey. Ah, Done. David, David, <laughs> <laughs> but see, uh, what are the kind of issues somebody would come to you as a as a hypnotherapist? What have you dealt with in the past? Are you able to shed light? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I've, no, no. It's, um, I can tell you some stuff that people came for. Obviously, it's very generic and whatnot. But people would come see me for anything from back pain to I've worked with athletes who are leading up for big flight. Uh, flights, fights, um, to help them get into the right mindset f- to be winning, as you know. Mm. Help people with the, the usuals is stop smoking, weight loss. Anxiety seems to be a massive thing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the most complicated things for me because anxiety, I need to find out where this problem's coming from. And it can be an array of things masking it, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. that can that can sometimes be um it's not just a one session, but things like stopping smoking, one session. Things like chronic pain, one session. Phobias and fears, you wouldn't believe how many phobias and fears are out in the world, one session. These things can all be done in about an hour's time. Um, loads of stuff, psychodynamic analysis, parts therapy, child regression, loads of stuff. Loads of stuff. I had somebody that was scared of flying, now goes flying. I had somebody that was scared of the dentist, now goes to the dentist. Somebody else had came through some hardship and they used to go horse riding, they're now back horse riding. Brilliant. It's it's awesome hearing about some of the stories that, that come away from it. So see so you say like that like say a lot of them you've dealt with you can deal with in one session. Is that one session for life? Yep. That's totally done. Yep. Really? Because that that's actually interesting to hear because uh, I was actually in the gym earlier and I was talking to uh, 
uh, two people that own the gym and then I was telling them about yourself because I was saying I was going to get hypnotised and that tell them that I need to come to the gym what I've discovered since doing these interviews is I am a fat bastard and <laughs> there's no there's no lighting there's no angle that can hide my chin's get chins my chin's date my third chin so uh, I feel I'll be coming to the gym yeah. I'll, I'll Start Monday. That's it. <laughs> Start after the weekend. Start Monday. Get your fraps in. But, uh, they, they were talking about it because it's see hypnotherapy. That's like see because yep. you can talk about hypnosis and that kind of stuff. And people are I and if people have got their own opinions about it. Yep, see hypnotherapy. Like somebody can can they can go through like, a session where they can they can get rid of smoking. Do you ever work with like kind of drug addiction or anything, or even coming off medication? Uh, so different. So I'll not doesn't matter what condition right whether it's anything to do with like anxiety or drug addiction so if you're not medically fit for therapy i will not work with you so for example if you're on psychotic medication i cannot work with you if you're pregnant or under the age of 18 i cannot work with you that well under the age of 18 you can but there's a bit of a process i need to go for right, to make right, it work um but yeah i've worked with uh, alcohol abuse i've worked with drug abuse cannabis users people who ecstasy lots of different drugs um, and again, long as if they're medically cleared and there's no nothing going on psychologically, then absolutely. Um, things that I tend to stay away from and don't work with for hypnotherapy, obvious reason is like bipolar and schizophrenia and stuff like that, because mm-hmm. that person's not ready for therapy. Uh huh. Uh huh. I can imagine because it's it's almost getting somebody's head, and then if they're not. If they're mentally not a hundred percent, and as I wait to describe, yeah, it. but it's bringing it down to another base level, right? Stop smoking. So I've got one client that says, "I've just had a heart attack. I hate the taste of smoking. I hate the smell of smoking. My doctor says I really need to stop. I just can't break the habit, but I hate it. I'm I'm, I'm almost in tears at night time because I hate it that much." Then you've got client two. Um, Hi, pal. Uh, my wife wants me to chuck these fags. I love a good fag, but I, I'll come see you. Who's stopping smoking? The, the first Client one. one. Client two, I'm not even taking you on because really? your mindset's not there. Right. I have a very strict p- policy and process of consultation I do before clients. One, because I'm really selfishly proud of my success rate. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, don't waste your money. If you're not ready for it, don't waste your money because therapy's not cheap. Mm-hmm. So why would you waste your money? Again, and the price is a certain price because you want somebody to invest in themselves when people invest in themselves they tend to really want to do it as well you know people tell me all the time well you're, you're quite expensive i say well that's fine one it's my platform and two find somebody else that's cheaper mm-hmm. you you came to me i'm here to get results and help people change now with therapy there's no there's never a guarantee um but you wouldn't believe the amount of people that come to me who say they've seen a hypnotherapist <clears throat> and it didn't work, and they come and see me within an hour, they're cured, and I said, well, what's the difference? I said, well, did you check to see if your last therapist was insured? Did they have a qualification? Did they have a diploma? Did they offer to show you any of these things? And a lot of people come to me, and they have consultation forms and waivers and health and safety things to fill out. I didn't need to do this at the last therapist. Well, maybe the last person you've seen wasn't really a therapist. Mm-hmm. So I always say to people, if you were to go see a personal trainer, you'd watch the videos on the internet, if you wait to see a physiotherapist, you'd make sure they had the qualifications. Why treat your mental health any differently? Make sure you do your research. Mm-hmm. I totally, and that's it. The price is a price for a reason because it's like 
end of the day, you know you're worth, you know you get results, you're going it, and you've put, as you say, you've invested countless hours. Not, I mean, what is it they say? Oh, no, it's nothing to do with that. Cost 11. Cost ah, 11. Ah, Bump no, it right up. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Like, no, like, he's no cheap. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, it's the same as, well. see if you see if you charge it cheap, people, why is it so cheap? Obviously, it doesn't work. Just people are people, you know what I mean? They always question prices and stuff. But that's the thing, end of the day, if it works, as you say, you can pretty much cure phobia, smoking, and an hour. An hour. No, 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 no. I can. I can assist. I can assist. You can assist if somebody really wants. N- nothing's one hundred percent guaranteed. Sell that there. Nothing's. Nothing's. Uh, nothing's hundred. It can have a high success rate, but I never say to MD it's a guarantee. Ah, there's no guarantee. See, guarantee. That's, that's that honesty as well because you'll probably get some people because I remember... Because then, then you'll get people coming back to you and the, then they've now got the mental battle with themselves saying, oh, I thought it was a guarantee. Oh, it's not a guarantee. I'll not bother. The fact that you're now saying you won't bother means you're not ready for the mindset for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whether somebody's like, oh, this is on me. It's the effort I put in. I understand this. I'm ready for the next step. Let's go. So it's pretty much a tool that assists something you, you, you need to really can implement in your own life yep mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. absolutely um, it's it's like let's let's change it um, I, I say to you there's a, a puppy for sale this amazing puppy it's uh, 800 pounds it's 6 weeks old it's amazing beautiful coat golden Labrador okay lovely do you want it? aye okay now I'm going to give you the same puppy but there's there's, there's no fee what's your first first instant reaction puppy. what's wrong with the puppy exactly. right exactly. if it's too good to be true it often is probably is yeah. probably is you're totally right what is the strangest request you've ever had right this this is this is mental and I was speaking to I'm so glad you asked this because the last interview I done forgot to ask me this and I said you wouldn't believe the weird shit I get honestly my DMs are register material <laughs> it's I had somebody that contacted me that fancied a person and wanted me to hypnotise them, hypnotise that person to be their boyfriend, I'll pay you good money. Shut up. Like, let, let me just process that. I pay you good money. <laughs> Sound mate. <laughs> like, I don't even answer that. What, what do you say to that? Like, oh, I know worries, mate. Do me a favour, just tie him up, throw him in the back of your car, bring him up to the house, and I have an hour's work. That is fucking red because that's another that's another question I was gonna ask. Like, oh it gets worse. Alright, keep going, keep going. It, it gets me. worse. Uh what was the other one I got? So you get these I'm so getting cancelled. You will need to edit some of this stuff I, out. I, you get these like sex sex hypnotic groups that people will follow and all that stuff. And I remember somebody screenshotting a video of me doing an instant induction, like similar to what I was doing with you at the at the filming day, right? Okay. And they're just like, oh, I love the way you drop people so quickly. It's amazing. I love how quickly I'm pushing the block button because you're going away. That is my response. In fact, where's my phone? Have we got any just now? There's some weird ones that yeah, come up, boot, honestly. Yeah, I have a good time. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird, but constantly thinking. You've got a duty of care to yourself as well as the public and also your brand. Um, mm-hmm. I never wanted this to become a business. I'm very fortunate that it has become a business. Um, and I'm working hard <laughs> now that I'm here. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't ever put myself in jeopardy. But yeah, people people try and have pops at me all the time. 
I can imagine. Because see, that's what I was going to ask. See if we compare it. I know you say you're not a magician, but see if we look at like, like, if somebody becomes a magician, they enter like the magician's guild. Is that what it's called? They enter like this. If it's not the guild, it's called it's the like, magic circle. Ah, uh, the magic circle. The magician's guild. I don't know where I go out for. But the magic circle. Where see, I, see, even if I was in the magic circle, do you think I would be revealing if I was? Uh, no, 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 totally not. But, but what I can tell you, what I can tell you, the more you think it's done, the further away you are. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I'll leave you with this: hypnosis isn't what you think it is. It's what you think it is. <laughs> I like that. I like that. It's dead mysterious. But see, what I was actually going to ask. Cool. So see if we look at like a, the magic circle as such, where I think we keep like, talking about this magic thing, right? And my I, my I, partner at the time, magic, my, my partner used to say, "Oh, he's, he's like a magician." I'm not a fucking magician. <laughs> but that's I'm actually not even the only reason I'm using the magic circle. Right? I know I'm winding you up. It's fine. You need to fit like a certain category to enter it. Once you enter it, as it's like it's a dead secret. Ah, it's like it's like the X factor. You need to uh, be overweight, have a disability, and been through hardship. It's three yeses. So that's so, you in the magic circle. Uh-huh. So, see, uh, <laughs> so see, the like, say, like if we're talking about hypno- like, uh, hypnosis as such or hypnotist, mm. and you talk about there's people what are can you hypnotise this guy to pants that kind of thing mm. what is there stopping somebody entering into hypnotism or becoming a hypnotism for malicious reasons like somebody goes I want to hypnotise people to do shit like dodgy shit bad shit is there a way they can be um, excommunicated <coughs> so is there a way there, there is a law under hypnosis so there's the, the hypnosis act oh I should really get this right 1982 I'm sure mm-hmm. and it's got a whole list of things of what we can and cannot do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do people follow it? I don't know, but I know I certainly do. I mm-hmm. need it for my insurance and my governing body and all the rest of it. Now, there is, of course, the dark side to hypnosis and people... And it can be very positive because couples use it for sex therapy and all the rest of it. And you do get hypnotists that do that to help people reconnect and all the rest of it. Right. And there is some crazy X-rated stuff you can do with hypnosis giving having gained consent. And if that's what you're into, that's what you're into. But I'd rather not. <laughs> uh, that's a bit of grey area, I it's, think, isn't it? It's... It's, it's not worth my brand. Once you get requests for it now... No, no. Nah, no, I better have no venture doing that. I just always wonder because see when like you hypnotised us, I swear to God, if you'd have told me to suck your dick, I'd have done it. Yeah, it's I so this is the thing. I right? wonder sometimes so, if that was in the right ones, that could be dangerous. No, it's absolutely isn't. I suppose you've got your own moral compass for it. Now there is <coughs> hypnosis isn't mind control, but there is definitely grey areas of what you can and can't do. But you need to remember, everybody being hypnotised, sometimes I would give suggestions and they wouldn't follow it mm-hmm. sometimes they would so it's really is it the hypnosis that's doing it or is it the person that wants to do it you uh-huh. know? so it's it's different I could give the same suggestion to you as I give to somebody else and it's completely different reactions either uh-huh. way so it's not the hypnosis it's, it's the individual personality but because they're in that heightened suggestibility state uh, it could be dangerous but it, what interests me more just now is like hypnosis is being used as a study right now in the in the university in Scotland, that you can go through surgery without any pain relief, just being hypnotised. Really? Yep. So that's that's. I think we'll see that on the end. I think we'll see hypnosis on the NHS in the next twenty to thirty years. Really? Is there actually like in conversation for that? Right? So there's been there's been studies that people have had open uh, open surgery just being hypnotised, no anaesthetic. Really? Mm-hmm. But I done an experiment where. 
I put a needle through somebody's hand with no anaesthetic, no pain relief. They put the needle through their own hand and they didn't bleed. Really? Mm -hmm. Fact, so who was it? Was it, I know it's, it's maybe not so much a hypnotherapist, was it David Blaine? He done something like that? Did they not get Kanye West to put like, a needle through his hand and they never bleed? I can do stuff, yeah. And don't quote me on this, but I think it's actually, if you're relaxed and your blood pressure's all the way down, if you pinch a certain part of your skin and whatnot and put a needle through it, of course if I was to do it or you were to do it, we'd feel the pain and therefore your hand would start to react, your heart rate would go up, blush would run to it, blood would rush to it and you would bleed. But if you're not feeling that pain, everything's chilled, so there's no need for blood to rush to the surface, so there's no need for you to bleed. Right, I see. So when blood rushes to the surface of an injury such that is like a kind of trauma response by the body? It's almost like bruising, isn't it? What is a bruise? Bruise is just blood cells clumping together. Mm -hmm. That's why when they say if you bang yourself, the first couple of minutes, rub the area because you're spreading the blood cells back out so it doesn't bruise. Uh -huh. Bruising is your body's response to healing. Quickly. I see, I see. Very interesting. Very it is, interesting. It is, it's really interesting. You, I'm a big geek for neuroscience. I love it, absolutely love it. Was that, uh, see, neuroscience, did you, you study that as part of becoming a hypnotist or is that just something yes. extracurricular? No. Do you, no, do you have to study that but object that, part of that enhances it? Yep, yeah, it's part of the diploma. I actually first discovered neuroscience when I was studying child development at university. Mm -hmm. um, got into education, I've learned about the fine and gross motor skills and the cognitive behaviour of how children develop and the processes and stages of it and mm -hmm. just fascinated me. So then when I got into the kind of hypnosis world, when I was learning about all the brainwave patterns and what they mean and what they do and stuff and all the neuroscience behind it, I was just like, this makes sense. I understand it now. Because mm -hmm. before I thought it was all actors and stitches as well. Really? But I talk about what hypnotism. Aye, that's how I got into it. That's how I was curious. I just thought there's no way you can... I remember something's going up to my mates confidently after watching a few YouTube videos going, sleep. Nothing happened. I thought, what's going on here? Till I learned the process. <laughs> yeah, I see. So how long did it, did it take for you to learn the process before you could actually put something in there? About a year. A year? About a year. And you'd spent a lot of time, I remember you telling me you were spending like eight hours a day Aye, training. Eight hours a day. Eight hours a day. I had some holidays, I had nothing else to do. And then I used to come home from work and honestly from about five o'clock to about one in the morning, every night, just watching tutorials, how to do it, the process of it. And then while studying my diploma at the same time, it was all started, I kind of blended the two worlds in one. Right, right. And uh, yeah, I still love it. I still watch YouTube hypnosis stuff daily. I never stop learning. I just, I love it so much. I'm weird, but I love it. I uh, know, it's definitely, it's, it's, you found something that you're really so passionate about and because you've got to this stage now, I think surely by now you've you've developed that self-belief, like, look, I can make that oh, assist, my career. Yeah, it's the same, I remember before we went to that Influence Day filming, you all said, he's nervous in case people don't get hypnotised. I said, everyone's getting hypnotised. And what happened? Everyone at the very start went under and got hypnotised. Three people came out of it. Now, going on statistics for performance hypnosis, it's around about 10% of the room. So if we had 25, I should have got two and a half people. I got 21 under, confidently. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you were all there and you all believed in me. Mm -hmm. And you were like, well, what if this... Are you nervous? I was like, no, this is going to work. Uh -huh. I do this all the time. Uh -huh. It'll work. And then when it did work, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I loved how you kept that statistic till the end because I think if you said the statistic, if I told you that, then it takes away your belief, right? Uh -huh, definitely. So. And it's just having that trust and that belief in that you could do it. I need to ask you a question. I always like to. I know you're not a hypnotist, so I'd love to ask you this. 
<clears throat> and I was saying this to Gary Fold when I was speaking to him, the comedian. Imagine going out into a stage of people, whether it be 500, 1,000, 2,000, 5,000, whatever it may be for the show. Imagine you going out and having to give a performance unscripted, as in you have no idea what's going to happen. You might have an idea as to what you want and what music and stuff's going to play, but everybody responds to your suggestion different every time you do it because no person is the same. So imagine you've gone out in front of a whole room, first of all, not knowing if you're going to have a show because you need to get people on stage, and if you don't get people on stage, you don't have a show, and then not knowing how people are going to react. How would you feel going out on stage and doing it every night after night after night? I, I say it's like the worst touch of pain ever. Fucking nervous man. <laughs> I say it's like the worst touch of pain ever. But do you know what? That's what makes it exciting. I, I, I totally. I'll never get bored of it because it's just different every time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, love it. I know, I could imagine. Because see if I linked it to myself. Like Gary Falls, he's a comedian. He's he's performing. He's like perfecting like maybe a 10 minute, 20 minute, 30 minute set. He's got like, a script but. Exactly, you're just you're performing as such, and that's not taking any away from the magic of it. Like, like myself, I make music, I'm playing songs that I've played fucking countless times. I know them word for word, I can yeah. fucking sing them with fucking blindfolds on in my ears. Not, the only way I could relate to it is by comedians doing dealing with heckles. Uh -huh. Heckles or on the spot audience interaction, you know, mm -hmm. reading the room. It's similar to that. Um, I suppose it'd be like you singing a song and getting a request for a song that you've never really sang before but you, you give it a go. Are you even freestyling or something? Every night. Every night. <laughs> the only person I've heard of doing that was Billy Conley. He never, he used to, whenever he used to perform stand-up, he never used to write it. Oh no, the show's been written. So I have, I've learned my script and my lines and everything that I'm going to write but I've no idea what's going to happen. Right, no right. Idea if got a show. right, right. So it's all dependent on the audience itself. So as there's a lot of uh, improv as such there, a lot of stuff you need to kind of work. Not so much improv. It's just you're thinking about a lot in your head. Health and safety is the number one thing mm -hmm. because hypnosis already gets a bad name. So my mission is to make it more modern and trendy and open and, and teach you. You would not believe how many people have no idea what a hypnotist is or. I've never been to a hypnosis show. Uh -huh. Don't know what it is, especially the younger generation now. Because there's not many, there isn't many of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're right, you're right. It's a very interesting thing. It's always interested me. I've only ever seen a hypnotist on stage when I was on holiday. Mm. And I think at the time I was too young and watching it, I was like, I would like to get hypnotised. But as you say, it's a lot older generation. I think you could like, tap into that younger generation. Do you think you're like, the youngest hypnotist performing right now? Is there anything younger? Uh, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure you could go on YouTube and find a seven-year-old hypnotist. Uh -huh. I, I'm sure you could, but as far as, like, I don't know, classed as a business, I suppose, mm -hmm. probably. Maybe the youngest in the UK. The youngest, most unique hypnotist. Most unique hypnotist. I'm the only... You find me another albino in the world that's a hypnotist. The only one in the world. I like it, it's a niche. Only one in the world. Mate, you got to make some money somehow. How's that selling point? The USP. That's, right. that's, that's, it's embracing your individuality and making it work for you. And, and, People always think some of the stuff I do on stage is absolutely outstanding. Right, the hardest part for me is making this a business. I'm a performer, I'm not a businessman. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the bit I'm struggling with. I now need to turn uh, what I love into a career. Which, by the way, is exhausting and draining and but, uh, the best thing I've ever done. Mm -hmm. the best thing. People always say if you're good at something, then you tell the world. If you're amazing at something, people tell you. And that's how this became business by people saying can you come do this can you come do that and uh, 
I've also privileged to do what I do. Mm-hmm. Love it. Ah, you're, you're amazing what you do. Thank you so much. Really I really appreciate that. What's, at what point did you realise it could become a business? At what stage were you? Um, <laughs> when I met a mentor and found out how much money they made. <laughs> <laughs> no, when it became to every other weekend people inquiring about can you come do this or can you come do that and then me finding my passion I think then I think then that awards night for my brother never done a hypnosis show standing up in front of 165 people and doing a show and not only a show for them people I used to be the martial arts instructor as well so they'd see me as Fraser the martial arts instructor to now Fraser the hypnotist who nobody knew anything about at the time and people loving it and it being a success it just that that feeling of being on stage and you you know yourself being a performer there's nothing to be it's the best drug in the world oh totally best drug in the world and I, I think all performers have a desire to be attention seekers mm. you know ah I totally feel like you are, you are searching for that long little bit of appreciation from people that you don't even know if that makes sense uh-huh. not so much when I say attention seeking I don't mean stand in the middle of the room look at me I am amazing I mean yeah no I do mean that I yeah. absolutely do mean that because <laughs> you you thrive for that clap that appreciation I guess you we, we all want the satisfaction you know the approval that uh, external validation for all the hard work you've put into something it's... and I think the reason I like it so much is because I'm getting validation for being me uh-huh. which I so long looked for mm-hmm. which is uh, awesome so yeah fuck you bullies I uh, fuck you right <laughs> up man see that because a lot of your life even you say is, uh, when you started like, like dyeing your hair and wearing makeup mm. and that did you finally get that acceptance you were looking for by your peers? So you did get accepted, oh, but even life went. Oh really? I. Oh, I... So even though and that, the... which made me even sadder because I was like, I'm more handsome, being the most opposite thing of what I actually am. So deep down inside, there was no way you could, because you can't catch yourself on. I don't believe that at all. Nobody can. You can you can show the outside world, as you say, yep. everything around you is elevating. You're getting everything you want externally, but yep. internally. You just know deep down now, when you eventually embraced yourself for who you were, that's when, that's now this point, I think, now you're getting that external validation, but you're getting it for the right reasons, you're getting people appreciating you for who you are. So it's, it's, I find it like you've got it, and I think that's when that probably, do you think, like your childhood, being excluded and being that, uh, like, treated like that way by people, do you think that's added as that kind of, that's giving you that kind of desire? Absolutely, it's, it's, it fueled a fire. Um, I always said, let success be my noise. Yeah. I'm not one to sit here and tell everybody the amazing achievements. I keep, and as I've been recently going viral on things and been offered all these lovely opportunities to come do press and all that thing, I've seen some names crop up who would never be interested in me before. And I don't mean like romantic of that, I just mean as in, I know they'll be sitting there going, I used to go to school with him. He used to be a nobody. Well, guess what? I'm a fucking somebody now. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I said your biggest haters become your biggest supporters and you start doing well. It's funny that, isn't it? I always say, and I've always said this, the five people I surround myself in my life before I ever, if I do, not saying if I ever do, the five people I surround myself with before you have money is the five people that will still be in my life when I have money. Because everybody else that comes after money, I'm not there for Fraser. 
yeah. for the money. Mm-hmm. And it's the same for yourself and it's the same if anybody else. If they weren't interested in you before, what what's the what's the common denominator? What's uh-huh. changed? Mm-hmm. 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 You know? Now of course we will be introduced to new new friends and new social circles, absolutely. Um but yeah, just don't forget the nice person that you are. I say that to everybody. I hope it doesn't change. I mean, and a, a great example of that is Lewis Capaldi. I mate, words out my mouth. I think I know. I like you did the quote because I think I was going to say it. I think you're going to quote, but it says, uh, "Fame doesn't change you; it changes the people around you." Absolutely. Uh, and I heard that. So that's what it was in my mind when you were saying that. It was literally about to actually say it. Aye. See connection. Is that connection? Is that connected? Can I ask you a question? Aye. What was your favourite thing from the day? The from, film. So for those of you who don't know. Uh, Five O came and got hypnotised by me literally three days ago, which mm-hmm. means he's still very susceptible. So we'll, we'll put him under by the end. Aye, uh, by the end I'll be going back under. So my favourite thing. Uh, what do you remember? Describe to everything. I, I always, remember everything. I always like to speak to people afterwards because it's, it's very good me sitting here and validating what I do. But there's no better validation than from people who have been hypnotised because. Those people who think it's actors or your unconscious or it's mind control, you can only keep thinking that for so long until you start seeing your friends, your family, people you know. Eventually you're going to be like, okay, maybe there's something to this. Uh-huh. So I always like to, you tell them, don't let me So uh, are you meaning from my personal experience <laughs> or what I've ever seen? No, your because personal what, me, what was your personal, what, did, what was your point of view going into it and what you thought of it and now what is it afterwards after so, the experience I went in it quite open minded as you say because I did I did believe in it to a degree the only thing that was maybe I might have thought because I, I know some people just don't go under just some people are just not susceptible to it and that's fine I thought maybe there was a wee part of my mind that maybe would that be one of the people but as you say I everybody just thought, can be hypnotised it's just on what level because right. we already are hypnotised i.e. missing the big Sign on the motorway, driving to your destination, not remembering it, reading a bit of paper, not remember. These are all hypnotic things. We all do it seven to ten times a day, going in and out of trance. It's just you're right for an entertainment point of view. This is what people always say to me. Oh, I don't think I, I don't think I can get hypnotised. I'm like, all right. How many times have you looked for your car keys, holding your car keys? All right, that's hypnosis. And when you start to explain it to people on a more generic level, they're like, oh, okay, fine. And some people believe it, and some people don't. But I'm like, go Google it. I'll tell you. Uh-huh. Don't take my word for it. Google what hypnosis is. It's focus and concentration. Mm-hmm. Have you ever set a goal in life? Hypnosis. Have you ever missed something? Hypnosis. So <laughs> everybody can be hypnotised, but for that setting, you're right. As in, we're looking for the top 2.5%. Right, right, I see. So I went into it with an open mind anyway. I just said, keep an open mind. Have like, me. I, take me. I take, take me. me. Take me. I surrender, man. I've never been hypnotised before. As I say, I've only seen it. So I did believe, because actually, because I'd met people before right. I went to do the show and I was telling them, well, I get hypnotised holiday and tell me and I'm right, like, okay. right. And I've seen people in, in, on stage and that getting done, you're like, there's no way they'd have done that nah. if they weren't there understanding. He's going to just act like, because you get people, like say myself, see if I never felt well, yeah. hypnotised, yeah. I wouldn't have done half the stuff because I'm not going to do it if I didn't feel it. And people, people will say to me afterwards, they say, oh, I was playing along, I was acting. And I say, right, okay, well, what did the hypnotist say to you? Oh, he asked me to do this, so I just done it. So it's right, okay. I said, now let's speak to somebody else who believes they were hypnotised. Why did you do that? Well, the hypnotist asked me to. All right, so that's the same answer, right? So mm-hmm. who's hypnotised and who's not? Mm. Ah, why? Because hypnosis doesn't feel any different. People say, what does it feel like? It doesn't, it doesn't feel like anything. It just feels like what's meant to happen for you will happen for you. It's different for everyone. Um, and you won't believe the amount of people that say, I wasn't unconscious. I could hear everything around me. 
I'm like, yes, I've, I've told you that. Yes, that's what happens. <laughs> you don't go unconscious. I don't take away bodies down, down the back alleyway. It's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, body experiences of that. <laughs> I know, that's it. That's because you said that to me beforehand because see, you didn't explain, you're like, ah, listen, it's, you're just mere agreeable as such. It's, like it's more, you're, no, you're still conscious, you're still aware of what's going on. And if just, you... I'm like, Dan, she's like, aye, that's a great idea, I'll do that. Uh, exactly, because some of the stuff... That seems like such a good idea. Because I was actually at one point worrying, like, I hope he doesn't tell me to strip, because I'm going to do it. Right. I remember, like, I hope he doesn't, because I, I compared it to, see, when I was under, when I was uh, in the, the sleep mode or whatever, however you call it. <laughs> sleep mode? Sleep mode, so I, your vacuum, yeah, I, was, uh, I was on fast mode, sleep mode. I was on airplane uh, mode. Uh, car mode. <laughs> but I was... See, when I was under, I felt like I had sleep paralysis, see that way, as if I wanted to move, but I couldn't. Ah, you just chose not to. Aye, there was times there, I was thinking, I was like, I hope he comes running and wakes me up, because I'm not going to be able to do this. I was kind of getting a bit freaked out at times, it did feel like sleep paralysis. That's how, at one point, I slid down the chair and hit the ground, because I felt myself doing it, but I was just, (laughs) as you say, you were saying, let yourself fall into a sleep, and I've just done that. Aye, I literally said, I think the phrase I used was change your position as much as possible to make yourself more comfortable mm-hmm. and you must have just decided that oh I'll just be a sloth and slide down. I didn't hear that I didn't hear that I just oh, heard did, that. You, did you just hear just sink into it so I sunk I sunk the Titanic I hit the ground man I was kind of at one point I was like my back is killing me and I hit the ground and I was like wait that's me flat up but you find as well like people I need to keep a constant rapport with volunteers from staying hypnosis if I was just to put you to sleep and say nothing you'd wake up five seconds later all by yourself Mm -hmm. you need to keep that constant rapport Um, so people will say to me well can I get stuck in hypnosis no you can't get stuck in hypnosis it's impossible nobody's ever been nobody's ever died from hypnosis nobody's ever been hurt in hypnosis People hurt themselves, not hypnosis hurts people. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that's, that was the thing I found in myself where I went into it with an open mind, but for the get go, when you done the, see, when the one that was like you've got the hot air balloon, taking your hand up and that kind of stuff, I felt it. Then I was like, see, for the get go, I was like, All right, this is working. Then I was sitting next to Davy. Uh, we can do that again today. That visualization exercise is amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you a different twist on it today, but. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. See, so my, my plan today is to hypnotise you without even coming to touch you today. Really? Do it right for here. Right, right, that's brilliant. See, I've been pure stressed at my nut all day. Do you think you could uh, do another Absolutely. affirmation for me? Of course, what would you like? Just to have, just, I don't know, have a good day. Could you do that? Absolutely. Have well. a good day, have a great day, be positive or something. Because I felt myself quite negative. I don't know what it is. It's past what's, what's making you feel negative? I don't know. I just felt. <laughs> just day. patch the podcast. Let's just have a therapy session. <laughs> exactly. That's a promo for you. I know. But uh, um, I just I felt pure, just stressed. I've got had a lot. I've just got a lot of stuff I need done, and I feel as if I've got too much on my plate, and I'm just feel my head's kind of exploding, mate, and I feel Absolutely. just a bit drained. Okay, cool. No worries. And have you listened or anything to prioritise and see where you want to do things? Uh, or have you just let it all build up in your head and go, ah, oh, fuck. I do, I write, I write a set of goals and affirmations every day, but sure. sometimes I don't get, let's say, like yesterday, like, I, I went to the gym, I had a sore heat, so I ended up getting a nap, and I didn't get as much done, and yep. I feel, I've just got stuff I need to do, and I feel as if I've not got enough time so to do So let me ask you a question, if you're looking at your affirmation board, set up, I always set up a thing that's, one thing that I must get done, one thing I must get done today, and then everything else is optional. Right. So what happens if you get the one thing that you need to do every single day, get that done, and then work your way through the board and then can I ask you just a genuine personal question what's the worst thing that's going to happen if you don't get those tasks complete and what happens if that what happens then is the next day the tasks that you didn't get done today they now become that priority task for the following day so it's never getting forgot about and left it always getting done but what is the worst thing that will happen if that gets delayed by 24 hours tell me nothing nothing the worst thing the worst I'll just 
there's no really any bad possibility. I just in my head I make it worse than what it is. So you've created that false reality for yourself mm-hmm. because I, I'd understand that if uh, if it took twenty four hours, somebody's going to die. I, I'd get the I'd get the urgency for uh-huh. that, or somebody's going to get critical illness, or uh, somebody's going to starve to death. But if you're telling me now that there's nothing bad going to happen if those tasks get done twenty four hours later, apart from it maybe niggling at you a bit, is it that big a deal? No. And when you start to do things like that, I there's a thing called mindfulness where you start to understand and say, do you know what, today I feel like shit and that's okay. Today I'm just going to take to feel like shit, it's alright. Or today I'm not feeling as productive or I'm feeling a little bit lazy. You'll be amazing at how much stress you can cause yourself by saying, I need to get this done, I need to get this done, I need uh-huh. to get this done. So when you take that pressure off yourself and say, do you know what, today's not a good day, I'm going to take my foot off the gas, but tomorrow I'm going to make up for it. By taking those goals or affirmations that I didn't get done today and putting it on the number one slot for tomorrow. That way you know it's not going to get forgot about and even if you don't want to do it, you will be doing it tomorrow because that is now on your guarantee. You've got your guarantee done today. Everything else can wait. Nobody's going to die. Take the pressure off yourself. You'll be amazed at what can happen. I like it and you'll probably get much more organic results that way because I feel as if it's, it's like for the last week, I took a week half last week mm-hmm. and I feel like my brain was a sponge. See, you've got a big wet sponge that's dripping with ideas. Yep. I feel as if I'd rang that thing dry. Can I ask, when, when do you get your ideas? I had this conversation when? with somebody today. Aye. Do you get them during the day or do you find that when you're lying in bed at night time? Oh, aye. the majority of lying in bed at night. Aye. It's because it's, I think your brain is in like a, kind of, it's a certain mode. If it's certain, I think it's between after oh, 10 geez. and 4 in the morning. Is that right? Oh, that's hypnosis. Hypnosis, is that it? It's a, see, I get it because I work night shift. So you need like three o'clock in the morning, that's when I get my spontaneous ideas. And it's at that time. Because a lot of times, well, I've been in jail a few times in my life. And at one point, well, see, I was sharing my cell with a guy and I was up in the tap bunk. So I would get ideas at night, but see, getting up and doing to write them, I could, it was a pain in the arse and possibly ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I ended up just getting a notepad and a pen, sticking it under my pillow. Yep. And, uh, and that was where I would get all of my ideas at night. So there's a definite Interesting because you again it comes to back to those brainwave patterns, hypnosis being that brainwave pattern number four. And um what happens is when you're in brainwave pattern number two, which is not the fight or flight system, the one down from it all day long, you spend running about blah 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 blah. Your brain doesn't have time to process things, so it's not until everything switches off at night time that your brain can then go into this stage just before you go to sleep. And this is where you are at your highest level of intelligence. This is why people who get hypnotised have such good imaginations because I'm taking you from that bedtime highest IQ state and putting it into the here and the now. Mm-hmm. Making it happen wherever you want it to happen kind of thing. But everybody will experience this. Whether you dream, dream is hypnosis because you're visualising all the rest of it. You'll find if you are to put your brainwave patterns on a machine, they're not just down here all the time. Up, down, lots of different yeah, things. I fluctuate. And you'll find yourself sometimes having a deeper sleep than other times. Again, <clears throat> if you've ever been talking to somebody in bed at night and they ask you questions and you can kind of remember it and the next one you kind of like, oh, I don't really remember what you were asking me. And they're like, well, we spoke about this in detail and you've gave answers. But you're in that kind of daydreamy stage. Uh-huh. At your highest intelligence, again, it's all hypnosis. Right, I see. So, see, we talk about what, at that time, just before you're about to fall asleep. Because your brain's resting. It's not, it's not thinking about the dinner. It's not thinking about the kids going to school. It's not thinking about your work for tomorrow, it's not thinking about, you know, it's just the final time you get to switch off and all you can think about is ideas and creativity and, and what, that's why you sometimes sit in bed for hours upon hours thinking about, right, structure this, 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 this and this, but as you wouldn't do that in your normal waking day, mm-hmm. you go, oh, I need to do that, I, I need to do that, mm-hmm. but you don't actually sit and go, right, if I just sat in bed and go, right, 
nine till half nine doing this, ten to, and you've caught yourself up in the day, uh-huh. and then you wake up in the morning and you don't have to do it. Because mm-hmm. your brain's now out of that motivational state. Aye, aye. it's like people would say, oh, I'm going to get my shit together tomorrow, like today I'm getting up and getting at it, and then they go the next day, like, mm, I don't know. But, uh, see, we talk about that time just before you like, fall asleep, or run about that time when you're in bed time. You've got it's n- the closest state I could describe to hypnosis. So see, that time when you're probably at your most heightened creativity. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a way to access that during the day? Yeah, me. Right, you. So do you think there's any other medium like, through, would I like, be able to do it myself? Would I need to get... Yeah, so that, that's, what I, that's what I was talking about earlier on the corporate. I'm giving people the self-help toolkit to be able to create the state of hypnosis that I do with you when I'm here, when I'm not even here. Right, I see. That's what I'm helping other people unlock. And so, there you go, that, there goes the sellability for that. There you, you go, man, there's a pro, man. There you, go. <laughs> you sold it, you sold it well, man. <laughs> You're a pro at this stuff. Sometimes when I meditate, I feel as if I can get any... Let's say for toxic, if I'm... Got that writer's block, and if I'm trying to think uh-huh. of an idea and nothing's come to, I'll go away and meditate for ten minutes, and I'll, more often than not, I'll get what I'm looking for. So I think is that meditation and hypnosis are very, very similar, if not the same thing. Mm, really, aye. Because I meditate every day, and that, that, that see, explains why you're such a good hypnotic subject. Then ah, uh, that'll be why because I made sure. See, before I went to the show the other uh-huh. day, I made sure because I was in a bit of a rush, and I was like, I'm meditating before I go to this. I made a point of meditating. Yep, and the fact that you. Again, eliminate distractions, focus and concentrate because you set time aside for your meditation. That's all hypnosis in itself, and you're also used to breathing and relaxing your breathing and bring yourself into that calm state. So, aye, no wonder you go under like a light. Aye, that's it. That's it. You had me. <laughs> Hypnotist dream. Poster, <laughs> poster boy for hypnotic. Poster boy. Oh, I've got to start saying that. That's my. I'm not tight. I can add to myself. Poster boy for hypnotic subjects. Because even you started it, you were saying like breathe in, breathe out. That's. I was like, this is just meditating. So I just mm-hmm. found myself I could settle in, in, into the groove so easily. Aye, aye. It's the same. The more you practice it as well, the better you are. Mm-hmm. Aye. So it's 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 really interesting. I couldn't be greatly hypnotised for show at the start I could give myself suggestions and they would stick and I could do it on a meditation kind of level I can now go be on stage shows and, and get hypnotised just like any of you guys I didn't used to be able to do it really? Practice. I it's just the letting go I think because I was always always thinking about what was coming next I knew what they were going to say and uh, I could never let go but last year when I was at that conference another hypnotist was doing a show and my goodness I was playing the piano and all sorts I really? Like, I was having a rare time can you play the piano? I can't play the piano by, but I, I, I just mean as in I was like. Right, so do you think it was like see, like in, to, in terms of that? See, I was also you, licking an ice cream off my elbow, so no, I can't do that. Ah, uh, yeah, I was doing that. See, the fact you can lick your elbow, it's fucking nice actually. I can guarantee I was nowhere near my elbow. <laughs> see, uh, do you think you could hypnotize? Like, see, for toxic, would uh, see could. I'm no really great at playing the piano or the keyboard as such. Could you hypnotise me so I could, in that moment of hypnosis, well, actually do something that I was unable to do or not, I didn't have the, the correct skills to do? I thought about this. And my first instinct answer is no, right? I had somebody message me the other day that says, I'm learning a new language. Can you help me speak it? Mm-hmm. Or retain it or something like that. And I said no. And then I kind of got annoyed with myself because I thought, all that is is learning a new learnt behaviour. So I could give you what I could do is give you I can't teach you how to play piano, right? Because one if well pretend I don't play piano, right? right. So uh, if I didn't play piano, I couldn't teach you how to play piano, but what I could install in you is the motivation to keep going and practicing and learn more about it to never give up. So eventually you would get there quicker. Right. So what I should have done 
and I might go message that person after this because I feel bad now, is that I can't help you learn a new language, but I can help you believe in yourself that you will retain the information that you're learning. I see. So putting the belief factor in, I think. And they try it. But it is the, oh, it is the belief factor. A lot of it is. Think of your exams. Exams now are just a memory test. Mm -hmm. And if you, if anybody does anything long enough, you're going to memorise it. So if you believe that you're going to memorise it, a lot of the times that will make the difference. So, yeah, I'm going to say yes. And uh -huh. Some roundabout way. Um, totally, because see, like, sir, because I played a guitar myself, and, and that's how I learned was it was sitting down an hour a day and just keep showing up, even though it's the start. If you know yourself, playing oh, an oh, it's just about showing up. Even learning to dip your fingers in vinegar oh. and harden the skin, it's horrible. Oh, I've never done that. No. Oh, do you not? No. Do your fingers just bleed. Nah, nah, I, I just like the so pain, man. I don't know, massages that way, you know what I mean? <laughs> we're, uh, we're big wetties up the north. <laughs> <laughs> So I never got to answer your question about your show, what I enjoyed about it the most. I enjoyed in myself how I was so, I, I just liked the fact when I was under, I was so, I was so open to stuff and it was like stuff I wouldn't have done before and I liked the, uh, I just, it was, it was great because I don't know, it's, nice like go. Aye, uh, but it was, it was nice to relax, it was like, and the fact you took all the phones away, it was, there was no distractions, it was, you were alone in that room and I feel everybody went in there, they didn't know many people actually knew each other, maybe knew through online that, but after it we all kind of felt as if we connected. Yeah, I was like, we family. Aye, that's exactly yeah. how it felt. And there's been chats of, let's, let's host a premiere. Aye, oh, I hope it will, but I haven't. And it's, it's been, oh, the camaraderie is good. And as you say, it's, it's, we were speaking about earlier about keeping your circle close and people not getting used, but when you, when you, when you surround yourself with people that are doing better than you in the industry and that I consider everybody in that day to be more highly recommended in the industry than I am, what a privilege it is to be sitting here speaking to you, to be hypnotising some of these people with a crazy amount of followers. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Again, it comes back to networking. Networking, oh my goodness. If I could give MD a bit of advice, golden nugget from this podcast, it would be if you're trying to achieve anything, whether it be a business, a goal, anything, Network. Mm. Surround yourself with people that are doing better than you. Yeah. No, what you know, it's who you know, it? Absolutely. Your mm. network is your net worth. Hey, I like hey, it, man. I like all it. the buzzwords. <laughs> all the fucking buzzwords. Loving this podcast. <laughs> all the buzzwords, man. Plenty of clips. So Speed of buzzwords. That's uh, give me the buzz as well because no buzzword, but buzz. But see, when I was in there, because a lot of the people get like a million followers, hundreds of thousands, uh, and I'm like, ah, right, I need to get my finger out, man. I want to start. It gave me a buzz to start posting more content because sometimes I'm kind of you get uh, complacent with it. You plateau. Uh, uh, sometimes because I used to put myself under the pressure, going, I need to do three videos a day, and all that shit, yep. to get the algorithm going. And then it, at that point, it was getting to a point where I'm not enjoying this, and I'm trying nah. to keep the enjoyment in it. I'm trying because I feel as if that's. It comes across, see, if, if I'm just forcing myself to do something, yeah. that's going to be reflective in my content, whereas if I'm doing it when I, when I enjoy it, when I get an idea that I like and I put it out, that's when it's get a more organic idea. I, and it was the same when I first started creating content as well. It was like, I'd have content when I'd do something for a wee while, and then I'd just run out of content and have nothing. So mm. I just circulate the old shit for the, for the sake of doing it. And now I'm just like, see if I've got content, I'll put it out and see if I've not, I've not. Um, again, I mean, every businessman and entrepreneur and everything else will tell you that you must do this to fit your algorithms. Now, I do stick to some stuff like that, as in I will post certain length videos and stuff in a certain style and that. But I don't... I only worry about that when I'm posting it, when I've got it. I'll happily not post for a week or two weeks and be like, do you know what, if I've not got anything, that's fine. Aye. Rather than just post shit. And people will say to you, 
Post what you want to post, but I'm, I'm posting this stuff because I enjoy it and I want to see it. And if it does well, it does well. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. I think the best thing for me is network, collaborating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely collaborating, you know. Um, yeah, that's my biggest success. I definitely, man, because that gives you ideas as well. See if you've got the two heads bounced off each other. Because with the likes of your content, like, like being a hypnotist, not, I mean, you could. There's no end of content that you could do with people. No, there's not. And there's, there's so many so many things going about there's some stuff just now with the BBC coming up with concepts and stuff and I just but for yourself I just thought this would be amazing Um, it's so hard to I've always for the past five years when I started this I've always had this gut feeling that if people just hear my message and hear what I'm doing it will be amazing but how the hell do I get in front of those people and Some of it's been luck going viral. Some of it's been putting myself in the position. How would you ever be there if you didn't put yourself in the position? And it's still very much a difficult, difficult run. I won't be happy with myself until I reach my goals. Mm-hmm. So although I look credible and great to everybody else, I'm still, still chasing that. Still mm-hmm. working hard. Nah, that's it. Chasing that, chasing that thing, and that's I truly believe that the harder you work, the luckier you get. Aye, absolutely, and it's. Again, surrounding yourself with those people. Aye, know? that's it. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's, it's 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 difficult. But if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life, right? You're right. Buzzwords. Hey, motivational man. I'm liking it. Can't see the edit. It'll just be me going buzzwords. <laughs> <laughs> see, can I ask one question? See, yeah. since you started like, your journey into hypnotism, yeah. what is the biggest challenge you faced? Stereotype. Stereotype of what people think it is. Theatres didn't want hypnosis shows. The, the places where I wanted to do my hypnosis shows, people didn't want, want it. Mm-hmm. Mind control. Um, people getting injured so they get sued. Right. Total stereotype of what hypnotist is. I see, That's I see. Natural. Corporate, people don't want hypnotised. Anytime you talk about hypnosis, people's bums pucker, you know? Well, it's not until... I remember I really wanted to get a corporate agent. Corporate agent, right? Really wanted a corporate agent. <clears throat> and I managed to, through a friend through radio, speak to this corporate agent, put together all my press pack and everything else and sent it out to them. And I got a nice polite reply saying, Fraser, love what you do, blah, 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 blah. Don't think this is appropriate for corporate. And I was like, well, let me tell you something, Mr. Corporate Man. You're going to listen to my email. And I started naming these things about things like the customer and all the rest of it. Started sending them over some links and statistics from American hypnotists who are multi-millionaires doing all these corporate... And Conferences and I said, how amazing would it be if this happened in the UK? What happens if this could be portrayed? And actually, this visualization and, and goal setting and mentalism can all be tied right back to people's own personal life and business for, for benefits. Oh, when you explain it like that, let's have a chat. And once once we're having a chat, we're having a chat. Mm-hmm. So it's it's breaking down that stereotype. So it's very frustrating because a lot of people would write you off before you even got there mm-hmm. and not give you the time of day either. But then that's the same any, I'm sure, actor, singer, dancer. Aye, aye. Um, it's, it's the having the whole, don't give it, it's, it's, your want to succeed and belief in yourself must be stronger than the negativity that you'll face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because it's it's hard. It's hard when you're nose, 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 left, right and centre. It's hard when you're working a 12-hour shift, coming in, no sleep, getting up, doing other stuff, and then the last thing you can be asked doing is sitting there editing a video for six hours or prepping... Stuff for clients or cleaning the house for three hours because I've got a dog because I want to have one client that day on my only day off and 
giving up social events and social times to meet the needs of other people and going and doing all these stuff like networking events which mean absolutely nothing and you meet absolutely nobody and you feel it's an absolute waste of time not giving up and just keep going and going and going eventually stuff happens I couldn't believe it it was my very first I think I had TikTok a wee while ago but my very first video after doing the Gary Falls thing I just posted it and it just went off itself didn't People say, how'd you go viral? I'm not a fucking clue. <laughs> not a clue. And then how did I get another almost 20,000 likes another video and another good few hundred thousand, but not a clue. Mm. And I post another video and got like 30 likes. No. So I'm like, and I read into the TikTok algorithms a little bit, they hook you in because it's every so often videos they'll give you a good one and then they put you back down so you get that high and that low. My advice is don't worry about it, just put it out if you think it's good, put it out. Mm -hmm. Now, don't get me wrong, everybody likes to go check on their phone and see, like, like, like. Ah, like, check by looking at the views. And it's like, like, oh, here's the numbers going up here and it's brilliant. And honestly, in the last three weeks, I think I've gained about 7,000 followers on one platform and another 3,000 followers on another platform. And it's great, but it's not going to be like that forever. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be like that forever, so post as much fucking content as I can. I right? sat and then see, see in two months, it's all downhill for here. Uh. Back to Aldi. No. Aldi and Aldi. <laughs> Wish you could have people in Aldi, I suppose, isn't it? People say to me, is hypnosis fake? I'm like, ah, well, I've been faking it the past half a decade and nobody's caught me yet. <laughs> Good to <fake. laughs> see, uh, see, you talk about, like, 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 you've dealt with a lot of rejection, a lot of time you've put into it and it's no, 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 no. Where, how did you develop your self-belief to the point where you kept pursuing it? Where, where, where did you keep coming back to? In your mind? Kept visualising myself on a theatre stage. Right. I kept so. visualising myself having a theatre show. And uh, that's my dream. And I suppose my dream was obviously I used to do theatre when I was a little boy. I just kept visualising like I can just see myself there. I thought, there's nobody else at my age Scottish, now Americans and all the internationals love Scottish accents, being albino, albino, I just had this unbelievable vision of that <clears throat> there's no way that somebody who's Scottish and got a disability and had this hardship and this amazing story to, to tell and developed this amazing, what I think, kick-ass presentation for corporate and therapy, who a lot of people can relate to and you see I just kept thinking you see all these STV appeals and BBC appeals and people who have came from rags to riches and I just thought if I work so goddamn hard and I perfect my art that I know I'm good adding those things can only be a positive and it didn't matter I was, I was two years in and everything was a no everything was not interested but I still believed in it mm -hmm. I, I created a dream for myself and I'd never had ambition before and I suppose I was chasing that feeling from that very first show and my dad unfortunately was diagnosed with cancer last year and he said to me that if anything ever did happen for to him at that period that he just wanted to be around enough so he could see me achieve my dream of being on a theatre show and I have my first theatre show this October. I've been booked for another theatre show next next year. My dad's made a full recovery and I'm amazing. So amazing. I can't effing wait. And my dad's not one for being on camera. He wouldn't want to talk about it. And he'd probably be really annoyed that I've shared that. But he has been such a backbone 
my mum as well financially people think you can start a business on £10 mm. thousands and thousands of pounds to get started on a business whether it be website rights or anything and it's just anything I've ever asked it's never been a known I'm very fortunate to have the parents that have worked hard to be because not a lot of people have been in that position but money doesn't grow on trees and there's only so much they could give me you got to just you got to want it so badly so badly I was willing to sell my house and move back home with a girlfriend and a dog at the time and everything to invest money into my business and you, you a lot of success stories you will hear that they, everybody dices with very close to the edge and my dad said to me a few times that if this doesn't work what are you going to do I said it will work it will work and it's only it's, I wouldn't even say it's working now but it's getting a hell of a lot closer to than what it was when it wasn't <laughs> you know but you just honestly I just visioned myself hypnotised myself to have that goal and I can't wait to achieve that goal um, I want to do theatre tours I want to do casinos I want to do cruises and I want to build a life where I can pick and choose when I work to suit for when I can be an active present father when it comes to being a dad mm-hmm. which I'm not but when it comes to being um, and I won't give up until that's done. Mm-hmm. You're definitely, you're, if you're not, I've even seen you're on your way to it, I'd say it's no far off right now. Oh, I was actually surprised when you tell me you're not actually there yet, but I think once you put in all the hours of getting unnoticed, uh, and I'm not saying you've not been unnoticed, but on the no. larger scale you're aiming for, I think oh, once, I'm still once, very much, don't get me wrong, I'm still a very small fish in a big pond. Aye, but you're tiny. I'd say you're a big fish, you're just a big fish that's not been seen yet, you're that I'm shark. A big fish that's not been at the gym since Christmas. <laughs> you're a big shark behind the reef, once you pop out, man, they're all going to show you. a big cauliflower. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I know, I know, and I appreciate that, but again, I look up to people. Like you guys like look at your setup here. This this just blows my mind when you guys putting out such amazing content like this. Um, yeah, to go from that little boy who nobody knew his name in the corridor to being featured in the paper as the hypnotist that beat the bullies to become a stage success and to read that Scotland's answer to Darren Brown. <coughs> it's uh, it's heartwarming, you know, and it's it's things that I'll frame. I'm not egotistical or at least I try not to be publicly egotistical <laughs> but it's, it's moments like that that I can be I can be proud of myself you know mm-hmm. and uh, I'm mm-hmm. doing it all here with all my pale and pale skin white hair rocking it so be yourself the best best thing you can be is unique because if you're the first to do something odds are you're going to be successful at it uh-huh. totally. <laughs> that's exactly it I love that I love that mantra mm-hmm. can I just ask See, you talk about your past, and obviously it did affect you, the trauma, if you get bullied. Would you change it? No? If you could get back? Oh, would I change getting rocked and bet up and jumped at all? No, no, I loved it. Uh, (laughs) Second portion. No, I know what you mean. Um, Would I change it? It's weird because my, my my first thought process is to say no. I don't think I would be as determined and as inspired. As I am today, if I didn't go through that, I've I've made mistakes. I'm not a perfect person by by any means at all, and my only regret in life is that I didn't find this sooner. I didn't get a grip on life until I, twenty, honestly, until I was like twenty five, twenty six, and now I'm twenty eight. Oh, this only started when I was twenty three. Seriously, for the past five years, um, 
Which in one hand's amazing, look what you can achieve in five years. Uh -huh. In the other hand is fucking hell, where would I be if I started when I was sixteen? Mm, I'm sure I think that myself, see anybody that creates any kind of other pursuing any kind of goal and ambition that we're doing, we all see the exact same thing. We've got that one regret, we never done it sooner, but I feel if you never if you done it sooner you might not have developed the skills you needed, that ah, self belief. You would you maybe have geared it up sooner because you never developed that well. So I think everything that happens when it's meant to happen, you get you go through these 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 like these trials and tribulations of life when you go through like your early twenties and that you're still trying to like navigate who's you're as a person at first you're trying to accept yourself <laughs> for who you are then oh, that's sure. when it leads you on it I feel as if it's all it's a path I feel twenties were hard see when I hit twenty five I was having like pure midlife crisis like fuck what am I doing with my life uh, I think mm -hmm. and now that I'm twenty eight people would say twenty eight is not old I honestly feel when I'm the closer part of it I always envisioned myself having a family, my, my end house by now, Aye. engaged, mm. you know? Well, I'm like, cost of living, like, paying the lecky, like, the dog's eating better than I am, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's What's the dog's eating well and the lecky's fine? Let's look at the positive it man. I often say to myself, what if this doesn't work out? You're fucked. Aye. And I go, it's going to work out. That's the beauty of it. It's going to work out. If you knew it was going to work out, it'd be boring, wouldn't it? Is he known? Because I'm so well said. I look at see, it. Right. See if you could sit here and tell me right now it's going to work out. I'd kiss your shoe. Right, right. But right. nobody does. Aye. That's the thing, though. Right, I, right, like, it's I like it's the I like the because you don't know. And that's because if if we had it preordained when you you did this route, it's got to be successful. I agree. But the person that goes doing when they don't know, they're taking that belief in themselves. That's. A true mark of character, that's, that gives the story that extra bit of fucking speciality to it. And what successes to you make be different for you? Nah, you're I, right. I, you're I don't right. know if you've ever seen this, right? If I said to you just now, I'd give you a million pounds, a hundred million pounds, right this very minute, but tomorrow, you die. Would you take it? No. If I said to you, I will give you a hundred million pounds but your mum or your dad or whoever was close to you brought you up dies tomorrow would you take it? No. If I said to you I would give you a hundred million pounds but you need to go on a secluded desert island and never speak to another person would you take it? Forever? Forever. No. Now people say that money motivates people and I've done this in the demonstration to the thing what you've understood is that money's not more important than your health. Money's not more important than the ones that you love's health. And money's not more important than having the ones you love around you. So success, in my eyes, if you've got those things, you already have it. Mm. You know? So, uh -huh. nothing wrong with aiming higher, but don't be disheartened with the success that you already have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ
And it's there's a proof right there. Grateful in goals, but you can see the size of my goals and how often my tick. I hope it's truer than your trick. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely man. It's, it's much easier to figure out that anyway, man. Figure out what I don't get done. Should we should we do some demonstrations before? Uh -huh. Aye, so uh, do you want me to wrap it up first then do the demonstration or how do you want to do it? You're the host. Okay, uh, I'll even I'll just because I was only gonna ask like one or two questions anyway. Go for it. I really like the ask me one. I'm so, is there anything you're hoping to achieve in the world of hypnotism that hasn't been done before? Um, I would like to say, uh, and I've tried this, but I just didn't follow the right procedures. I want to set a Guinness World Record. So I climbed um, Ben Lomond, which was I think was at three thousand four hundred so, Pete. That doesn't make sense. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> You think that with this chin by the way? You've been hungry, empty oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a hungry hypnotist. You know what my family used to call me when I put on weight? Hypnotits. Shut up! You used to be your family that never caught on to your stage name, man. Well done, yeah. I could definitely be an X rated show. Hypnotits, there's hypnotits. There's hypnotits. Sound like a fucking CD Power Ranger. Yeah, yeah, you can't pick your family, right? So, um I'd like to set a Guinness World Record, so Ben Lomond's 3,400 feet, I wanted to set the world record for hypnotising somebody at the highest height. Right. But you need to take one of the adjudicators with you. I didn't do that. Me and Marco went on the mountain at that day. So I hypnotised somebody and I videoed it, but obviously it needs authentication. Aye, of course, so of course. When, uh, when I'm dropping about 10 kilo down, stopping up the mountain, so if you'd like to come set a world record and come climb a really high mountain, Let's do it. Just as long as you don't get me to do a backflip again, I should be alright. Honestly, I can't believe You just need to see this footage, it's unreal. I'm buzzing, it's coming out. I wasn't sure if it was going to come out, so basically, me and Raven Davey get very acrobatic, that's all I'm going to say. It was good, it was good, and I suppose that probably. That's the intestine, maybe I'm on a bit of a wrestler deep at heart, isn't I? Nah, what would your entrance music be? Well, I, I make music, so I've got a tune. Really? I'm You're no Wi-Fi, whoa, so that's, that would be my He says that as if he's not planned, he's got it on repeat and he's, Alexa, ah, Alexa, play <laughs> Hawaii 5-0. Alexa doesn't even know who I'm on the bastard, man. <laughs> I get, do you want hear me? It's like, I'm surprised when they post it though for a domestic, the amount of time I'm shouting at Oh, uh, honestly, it's got a poster in the way in and all. Ah, don't, don't stick me in, man. I'm trying to keep my, direct, my, my location undisclosed. Uh -huh. Sitting in the middle like that. Mm. Oh, I mean, that's why I've got a white mirror, I mean, I need to fit these shoulders in somehow. <laughs> so, this will be my last question I would like to ask you, and I, I ask everybody this question. So, sure. we talk, we spoke about it a lot about how people's versions of success can, success can differ. Yes. When I look at legacy, legacy is a big important thing to me because I want mm. to build something that will stand the test of time long after I pass to leave to people, leave an autobiography of my life, with my music, with my comedy, whatever else I want to do with my podcast, to inspire yeah. people long after I go. If I were to put that question on you, what would you want your legacy to reflect after all is said and done, like life, end game, okay. what would you like to look back and say, that's defined me, or defined my life? Oh, that's a brilliant question. I, that's a really good question. Everything, everything I've ever When you're on your deathbed and you want to look back and go, I'm, I'm glad, I've, this is what I've hoped to achieve. This is what I like, when you pass on, would yeah. you want people to remember you for? I'd like people to remember me. Hmm, that's a really good question. I'd like people to remember me for just because you have a disability doesn't mean you can't achieve anything else that somebody that's in 
with an able body can. I think that would be the final, final message. And more selfishly, if you've got albinism, you stereotypically don't socialise, are a little bit overweight and you do look a little bit odd, go out there and push yourself. I used to feel content kickboxing and I'm registered partially blind. Like, go push yourself out of your comfort zone, you will be amazed at what you can achieve. So if I was to leave a legacy behind, it would be no matter your circumstances or ability, push yourself. That would be it. Push yourself. I like it. Yeah. Beautiful man. And I like it, the fact that it's totally selfless. You're using your own experiences in order to leave behind so people can take inspiration and it's probably in a position to yourself before because I've had people on the podcast who have, who have had disabilities and that's mm. but they always feel as if like they're never they're trying to they want to inspire other people with disabilities as such yeah. to try and achieve, to push themselves, to never be restricted by what society might find mm. restricting by. So it's a really beautiful thing, man. Yeah, and it's, I suppose it's always breaking that barrier of disabilities and inabilities, you, you know? It's, I suppose in your heart of hearts you'd want the word disability not to exist. Ah, of course, of but course. It, it'll always be there, you know? Mm. And it, and I'm not one of these people that are under the false illusion of it, it can't be there at all. Obviously if you've got somebody very able-bodied and somebody that's not, there's clearly a difference there, you know, it's, it's not, let's not shy away from the fact, but it's, let's bring that person that's not as well enabled to believe that they can be. Mm -hmm. Of course, of course. Do you mind if I just ask you, see you see you're partially blind, like how, yep. how does it affect you? So like, I'm registered partially sighted, so your vision or normal vision would be 2020 or 2030, uh -huh. minus 60, 80. Right. So that means basically if you think about being short-sighted, really really short-sighted so for example right now I can see your face I know you've got glasses on because I've seen a wee flicker of it but I can't see actually you've got glasses on right now I can't see your mouth I can see a shadow I can't see your eye colour and I can't see the difference of your eyebrows really? but I can see eye all that stuff as well nice. which is interesting because when I'm on stage and I'm looking for the microfilm movements I'm very much picking up on my other heightened abilities as in voice tone and this is why I connect so well with people because I'm a major disadvantage with the uh, with the sight, right. but it becomes normal to me. Mm. It becomes normal. I to suppose because you, you've been accustomed to it, you don't know any different. Don't know any different. But don't get me wrong. If you were like here, I could tell you your nose, your eye colour, everything. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So that's why I say it's short sighted because the further away you are, the less I see. Mm -hmm. I can't ever drive because I can't read the registration plate twenty five meters away. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I could see a white car three hundred yards away. But it'd be like a white fuzzy thing. Uh, it'd just be a white blob as such. So mm -hmm. right. it's just. Uh, I, I, I could actually register for a guide dog, but I'm very much independent, do, 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 you know, so, uh, yeah, just goodbye. Mm -hmm. And you do it, like, you've got into the, uh, good, did I say, you're a like, successful businessman, you've, you've, you've studied oh, that. I wouldn't quite say successful, you're successful, you're successful, you're successful, you're successful, that's it, successful oh. in my eyes is success. Well, absolutely. That's my version of success, so I've got my version of success. Just wish the fucking success. bank would notice the success. Ah, I thought, ah. <laughs> Just don't want the tax man noticing it, boss. Master, steal your money. I know. If the tax man's working, I pay my taxes, uh, and I made two hundred pound last month. Yeah. There you go, tax man. Take a chunk of that, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. I've 
I've had about over 50 odd guests in my podcast wow. and they've been great guests. You are by far the most interesting. Before you even sat down, before you even sat down, just and the fact that you've, you've studied it, you've, you've put more than a thousand hours into your skill, you can be called a master yeah. of your craft. Thank you very and, much. Uh, and plus as well, the fact you, you used it selfishly, selflessly, in case that was misconstrued there, like you do <laughs> hypnotherapy, as you say, you work at corporate events, you're... Your goal is obviously you want to get paid for what you do, obviously, so you can make a living. But but I think you want to help people. That is your first and foremost goal. Yeah, absolutely. But my the reason I love the the stage so much is that you can take people out of their horrible if they're going through a bad time, horrible day to day life, and for one hour, completely transform them to another virtual reality. And even if I'm taking people out of their shitty lives for just one hour in a stage performance that's one hour of happiness that they might have not had that day. And the same in the, the therapy room or the corporate room, you're helping people become the best version of themselves. So whether it's helping them in a therapy level or entertaining them to take all their troubles and worries away for one hour, either way it's helping people. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love. It's magical. It's beautiful, man. And I really appreciate the fact you've taken time to come down to my podcast. And I appreciate being invited. I'm uh, so privileged to be yeah, invited. The pleasure's all mine. You're the most interesting guy that's been in this house, and this is a very interesting house. I'm sure there's been a lot of people in this house. Big, oh, definitely, definitely. Big, how handsome is he, by the way? Oh, thank you very how much. How handsome there is he? Go, he turned you. Up on, you turned up on Tuesday, and I thought, Fucking hell, wish I looked like that. Oh, thanks very much, man. Thank you. I'm glad somebody noticed, man. But we might hear or else I'd get no shows. And that's how no hypnotised. Speaking of hypnosis, should we, should we find Right, so uh, how do you want me to... Do you need me to speak into the mic? Because it'd be good if you could speak into the mic, just so the audience can hear what you're saying. So uh, I might... I'm, I'm after all the best moving this. You can move your mic away. So I would just... How do you want... Do you want to quickly, just so that you can... Um, so uh, you, uh, well, I was going to. I was going to after because I, I would usually you ask you if you get anything you want to promote. So I would like. I was going to show the the, the, the oh, demonstration. Let me get lost it. Uh, unless you want, because I was going to do the demonstration, then you can promote your show. Thank so you. it's been a bit stressed today, a bit demotivated, man. So I think you just uh, give me a wee spring, my step, if possible. Sure. But you, you're easy, the man. You, you take it away. Please. So my best. Take my glasses off. I'm alright. Absolutely, just for health and safety. Yep. Right. So, just to confirm, we always need to ask somebody if you are ready to go into hypnosis and if you want to be hypnotised. I'm ready and I want. Excellent. Move your microphone away and then just let me do all the work. Okay. So, That's... very similar to the other day. Um, we could... I can do this very quickly or I can do it without even touching you. Yeah, let's just do it without even touching you. Let's just put out your left arm for me nice and fast. Put your right arm onto your thigh for me. Excellent. I want you to find a spot in the back of the room. Take a deep breath in, and out. Take a deep breath in, and out. One more deep breath in, and on the exhale, close your eyes now. As you focus on the sound of my voice, and the sound of my voice only, I want you to imagine right now, Jordan, that we're tying that ribbon, that ribbon that you had on Tuesday around that wrist again, and only this time this ribbon is going to be even tighter, and it's going to be even shorter, and that balloon's going to be even bigger. And in fact, you've not got one balloon, you've got 1,000 healing balloons in this wrist. And what you'll discover now is when I click my fingers, those healing balloons, so vivid and bright as it was before, because as you know, once you've been hypnotised before, it goes twice as fast and twice as deep. Those balloons are going to start to lift and rise and rise and lift all on their own now. Start to feel that arm pulling and tugging, tugging and pulling, getting lighter and lighter and lighter. That's right. The lighter it goes, the more 
your hand lifts up, the lighter it gets all the way up high into the sky. And a wee second, Jordan, with your eyes slightly closed, I'm going to count to three. When I count to three, we're going to cut that balloon away. That arm's just going to drop right into your thigh. Your head will drop with it, nice and safe and secure, staying in your chair. And you enter this wonderful sense of relaxation. Nod your head if you understand. Excellent. One, two, three, sleep. All the way down, deeper and deeper. The deeper you go, the better you feel. The better you feel, the deeper you go in every way, shape and form. That's right. You can just, with your eyes tightly closed, make yourself as comfortable as you want to get and as relaxed into the chair as possible. You can just sit back into the chair now with your eyes closed, sink and drift and float and just allow yourself to go back into that wonderful state. As I count down from three all the way down to zero, allow yourself to drift with every number. Three, deeper and deeper two and one. That's right. And the next time I, any suggestion I give you for the next five minutes, we're going to the deepest part of your subconscious mind. The deeper it goes, the better you feel. The more suggestions you follow, the better you feel, the deeper you go. You nod your head if you understand. Excellent. Anytime I say that word to sleep, you'll instantly immediately go back into this wonderful state of realisation, but twice as deep, Jordan. Twice as deep, twice as fast, and twice as more relaxed. But for just now, you're going to pop your eyes open twice as deep into hypnosis, feeling fantastic in every way, shape, and form. One, two, three. Eyes wide awake. Excellent. How do you feel? Good. Feel good, eh? Focus on that spot. Take a deep breath in. Sleep. All the way down, Jordan. Just let it go now. That's right. Just let it completely go deeper and deeper and deeper. Person I'm talking to now, Jordan. The next time you open your eyes, you're going to mysteriously hear a ringing noise coming from your sand. And you'll discover, Jordan, actually the strangest things happened. I've actually slipped in the world's smallest mobile phone into your sandal and the next time you open your eyes within a couple of seconds you're going to realise that somebody's calling you from your sandal and you're going to answer it and you're going to have that phone call. It's going to be actually a very important phone call and it's going to last for 10 seconds. It's going to be a business one and you'll, you'll have it there in the chair but you'll apologise because you're in the middle of a podcast and ask them, ask to phone them back. As soon as you put your shoe back on that sandal this will just keep repeating. The more it happens, the deeper you go, the deeper you go, the better you feel. Next time I ask you to open your eyes, your shoe has now become your mobile phone. One, two, three. Eyes wide awake. Excellent. Well, this has been amazing. I heard ringing earlier on, but I don't know if it was my phone or whether it was... It's my sandal. What is it? My sandal. Hello. Oh, who's that? John. No, I'm doing a podcast, mate. Nah, I'll phone you. Aye, aye. I'll phone you back. I'll phone you back. I'll phone you back. Mm -hmm. I'll phone you back. Sorry about that, so. Oh, so what happens? Um, so Where did you get that phone from, by the way? It's fucking. Just a second, keep phoning the back. Hello. Aye. It's, it's, right, eh. Uh, right, I've got a delivery for DPD coming. <laughs> I've just I've got a phone. I've ordered a phone for the podcast. So, mate, aye, just leave it at the door. Leave it at the door. Aye, at the door. Right, cheers mate, thank you. Next time you put your sandal back on, it happens with both sandals, two phones now. Right, so anyway, we're so talking. Can it? I get this? Can I get this? Can I get this? Hello? <laughs> what is it? Hello? Right, uh, no, I've registered as TV licence. TV licence. See, right, aye, I've registered as no need a TV licence. No. What, what, what's this? I'm on the phone, I'm on the phone, sorry you're mate. You're on the phone, don't worry. Take a break, take a wee phone break. Right, no I'm, I'm actually kind of busy with me, can you phone us back? Send me a letter, an email, send me an email, email. Got it.
Thank you. Cheers, bye bye. Right, so what have we right. talked about there? Right. So, as, as we were saying with the podcast and everything. Sorry, I'm sorry about this. I'm sorry, my phone didn't go. Sorry. Mum, mum, mum. Take a deep breath in. Sleep! All the way down, deeper and deeper. The deeper you go, the better you feel. The better you feel, the deeper you go. Now, Jordan, that suggestion is completely and utterly removed now. That no longer is sticking with you. And I want you to focus very strongly and listen to me just now. Any hypnotic suggestions up to this point are completely and utterly removed. And in a wee moment, I'm going to count from zero all the way to five. When I count to five, you'll be back to your normal waking state, but you won't remember the hypnosis until I shake your hand. However, the next time I ask you to open your eyes, you're going to have this overwhelming new sense of belief. This new found belief system in yourself. Understanding that from now and for the rest of the week going ahead, you're going to achieve everything you want to achieve. You're going to feel planned, structured and organised. You're not going to feel overwhelmed. And you're going to feel really motivated and really confident in yourself in the best possible way. You're going to feel relaxed in that you can take everything at your own pace. And for the strangest reason, you're just going to feel the best version of yourself for the rest of today and for the rest of this week. And you're going to feel refreshed and have the best night's sleep. Nod your head if you understand. Everything else will be completely cleared. Zero, familiarising yourself in the room. One, not remembering hypnosis until I shake your hand. Two, that positive suggestion of feeling the best version of yourself, the best night's sleep and ready to attack the rest of the week is now stuck. Three, all other hypnotic suggestions are completely and utterly removed. Four, familiarising yourself in the room. And five, eyes open, wide awake, back in the room. How are you feeling? Dynamite, man. Excellent. Why is your sandals off? <laughs> but no, I must have kicked them off. What, when you fell? Maybe. Do you want to know why they were really off? Shake my hand. <laughs> <laughs> you remember now? I was answering my sandals, <laughs> aye. Fucking <laughs> hell. That was fucking mental. That was strange, mental. right? That's strange. So I, I was answering my sandals, aye. <laughs> I, I realised I put that round there, aye. So I was hypnotised there. That was, that was amazing. That was, I felt. Aye, aye, that was really good. How, uh, how was answering your sandal? Ah. Who was phoning? They kept phoning. Everybody, man, fucking pain in the ass. I was fucking abandoning <laughs> waiting on DPD. I know, man. It was aye, oh, for fuck's sake. Um, absolutely brilliant. How you how you feeling? You asked me to speak to you a little bit about a little bit about motivation. How you feeling in yourself and stuff like that. Obviously, we worked for a very brief moment in time. But how how are you feeling just now? I do feel good. I feel really good. Excellent. And uh, I just it's I'm I'm one of the ones here I've committed, and I do I just feel like a pure. I feel relaxed to a degree where I'm no constantly thinking right after this podcast I need to get A, B, C and D done before yeah. I can sit my ass. I'm ah. like, take it my own pace, man. Awesome, man. Uh, Love, mate, that. Love, absolute that, pleasure, Love that. Love that, brother. You're an absolute pleasure, mate. You're absolutely, you're a healer, you're a... Thank you. Oh, I, I, I was going to say a modern day magician, but I know you hate that phrase. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say guru there. A guru. Did you like guru? Did you like guru? I'll take it over magician. I take guru. I'll take it over magician any day. Uh, you're a guru and govern, but it's been an absolute pleasure to have you, man. And it's see when when I first met you for the first time, even when we first spoke, I was yeah. like, you're a sick. It's a nice, genuine guy. Oh, then I met you. I heard your story, and even just talking to you, you can tell, man, you, it's like, you're just there. You're, your heart's in the right place, and you're you're using. Like, uh, your skills, you've, you've put yeah. so much time and effort into learning and owning your craft and you're trying to do it to make the world a better place man and that's nothing short of honourable man so it's an absolute pleasure to share my, my spare room with you <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, well listen, it's been amazing being here yeah, what a fantastic host, so prepared, so professional and you just get those vibes off people, you know when somebody's a good person mm. and uh, 
5-0 or I know you as Jordan, but Jordan, you're, not, you're an awesome guy. So thank you so much. It's been my pleasure to come and spend the afternoon with you anytime. The pleasure's all mine, my, all friend. Right, my friend. So before we go, if you get you want to promote uh, where people can find you or get in yeah. touch, just so you so, point that to your face just so that I can pick you up. Oh, absolutely. So uh, social medias, you want to find me on Instagram, Fraser underscore penman underscore hypnotist. Facebook, it is the world's most unique hypnotist. And on TikTok, most unique hypnotist. And the last thing I'm going to push is the YouTube channel. Again, world's most unique hypnotist. You can buy tickets for my tour of the Fringe this year in Edinburgh, August 15th to August 27th at La Bella and Jelly. Showtime is 6pm. Tickets are only a tenner. Come down, support it. Let's put Scotland on the map and come see some extraordinary things. Five will be there. So I will be there, I'll be there with Belgium putting Scotland in the map with awesome. the big man himself. But it's an absolute pleasure mate and I look forward to seeing what the future holds for you and I know for a fact I don't need to be a hypnotist, I don't need to be a fortune teller, I know it's going to be right. You've got an amazing editing skills so let's see if I can click and you can just make me disappear. <laughs> <laughs> well wait, wait, I need to get my catches for you go, go like, subscribe and don't get right. Catches! Please.